Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. Listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Welcome back. Yeah. Hey there. How you guys, how you guys doing? Yeah. Well, we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. Do you want to introduce yourself, Hallie? Mm, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> Say hello, damn it. Hi, everyone. My name's Hallie. Um, I just want to say to you both that I am honored to be a guest. Oh, so, um, this podcast is amazing. I listen all the time. Oh. It's smart. It's thoughtful, lighthearted, and cute. And we all need that in our lives. Oh, thank you, Hallie. Thanks, and Hal. We're honored well, to have you as a guest. Yes, we are. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited and I'm so freaking nervous. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, sing your song. What's your song? Uh, I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, also, also, I love your intro song. It makes me want to dance. Oh, thank you. That's the point. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Every time I hear it, I want to. So we're yeah. happy to have you here. Yeah. And uh, we're wondering uh, what everybody's wondering. What What are you snacking on? <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah. What are your snacks? <laughs> I don't know if I was fully prepared to have a cool snack like you guys always have. <laughs> you always have really interesting things. Oh, yeah, the same Red Bull over and over? Because that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> like, Alex had a trail mix that she made, like, homemade <laughs> one day. And I'm like, no. Okay, I have a mandarin. <laughs> okay. Those are delish. Yeah. Um, I have a piece of focaccia bread. <laughs> piece of <Yummy>. focaccia. <laughs> I have a piece of focaccia. I don't know why I brought it out here, but I thought maybe I was going to want it. <laughs> and I have some agua, and I wanted to be part of the group, so I have a red. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the stipulations of being a guest. You must bring a Red Bull. It's it right now. Red Bull drinkers only. Yes. <laughs> Alex, what are your snacks? So I have some black grapes and I also, I'm not eating it right now, but earlier I was snacking on some hummus and trisc- triscuits. So nice. right now I'm eating my grapes and I finished my Red Bull. So yep. I'm, good. I'm good to go. Yeah, I finished my Red Bull too. So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> and, uh, the Red Bull? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, I never <laughs> Donzy it We started drinking ours before you started drinking yours though. I started drinking mine at like six o'clock or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I also I also have some cashews. I'm not 
chomping on them at the moment, but I did have a few before. So some nice. cashews. Love yeah. Cashews. Yeah, they're they're my favorite nut. That's what she said. <laughs> so just love salted? Nuts. Salted yeah. or unsalted? Salted. Come on. Is this mm. amateur hour? No one salted. <laughs> I get the lightly salted. I don't know. Yeah, they are lightly salted, but that works. I like yeah. them either way. They have like a good enough flavor on their own that I don't mind them without salt, but I do prefer them with salt. Yes. That's like a sunflower seed. Oh, I unsalted. hate sunflower seeds. Oh, but unsalted, they're the worst. You have to have them. Yeah. Oh, the recipe I'm going to share later has cashews in it. Ooh, Ooh, look at that. I'm looking forward to that. Unplanned. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love when that happens. <laughs> so are we excited for fall? Sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm liking the feel. I'm liking the feel of the weather in the morning. It makes me happy. Yeah. I know. I love the crisp weather. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I know Alex doesn't care about the pumpkins, but I'm here for the pumpkins. I mean, I like looking at pumpkins. I like carving pumpkins. I just don't like eating pumpkins or their seeds. I don't seeds. understand it. I don't get it. There's so many delicious things you can make with pumpkin, though. I just don't like the way it tastes, though. It's the flavor you don't like. Yeah. Is it the texture? No, it's the flavor. Maybe it's like that spice. It's like yeah, the, the spice, spice is so good. Together, I get I that. Know. I get that. I don't, know. I don't like um, butternut squash either, and I feel like it tastes <sighs> similar to that. So butternut squash is my jam. It's so delish. Yeah, I, I love it. Like and it. you don't even have to put that much on it. You don't have to like heavily season it. You just put a little olive oil, salt, and pep, and you're good to go. Delish. I mean, the apple cider donuts are just right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> When we go apple picking, like the little truck or whatever, the little stand that has those like little tiny mini donuts, but they might be the best thing. Oh yeah, those little eat. tiny ones. They're so good. They're just poppable. Yum. I want them now, like right this second. <laughs> I didn't go last year. I didn't do the whole apple picking, um, getting the apple cider donuts last year. So I have to do it. Yes, you do. Oh, and you how, <laughs> how about um, we went on like a Monday or something and- not only did they not have that little stand, because I guess they only do it on the weekends now, I know, mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't have the little donuts, which is horrible. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go to the store and I'll get them there. No, the store was closed. So oh, no. that was my worst <laughs> apple picking experience. I was like, we'll have to come back. We didn't go again. But... <laughs> so, yeah. So at least, you know, you just didn't go, but I went and just did not have them. So it was pretty hor horrific. It was a cool. horror movie. Actually, so Alex, you don't more. any like pumpkin spice latte. You're not into it. Mm -mm. Not a fan. No, I mean I like I like nutmeg and like allspice and stuff like that. So I don't mind that sometimes when I'm baking, but the, it's the pumpkin that throws me off. I don't like it. So I probably wouldn't mind it in a coffee, but I can't really have them because I'm diabetic. So I can't really drink all the sugary drinks anyway. So. Oh my gosh, I keep seeing how sugary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's insane. So I have to stick with my sugar-free options, and they're more limited. So. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a pumpkin one, like a how they have like the what is it called, like the skinny caramel and the skinny vanilla one. They don't have one for pumpkin, right? Yeah, and they got rid of the skinny mocha, which was my favorite because it tasted so good. And then they got rid of it. Now they only have the skinny vanilla at Starbucks, at least. So I stopped going to Starbucks because I was like, ew. I don't like this. And then Dunkin' actually has a lot of sugar-free options, but I'm just not crazy about their coffee. No, I feel and like then... <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts just taste like pure sugar. I can't, I can't drink them. I hate I them. Actually, don't, yeah, I don't know. They're 
their coffee, their lattes, I, I don't know. The, their sugar-free ones just have like a weird aftertaste. The toasted almond one tastes the best, but it's still kind of weird. So then it's I was artificial. mostly, I, uh, Wawa had a sugar-free caramel that tasted amazing. And then they changed the recipe and now it tastes disgusting. It has like an mm. awful aftertaste. So I just make coffee at home now. <laughs> so. I mean, I'm sorry, but also coffee at home is is better. That's what we've been doing. Yeah, well, it's a lot cheaper, too. <laughs> yeah, I, me and Hallie were just saying this, right? Like, this is the first year that we're not excited about pumpkin lattes at Starbucks. Yep. Have not gotten a pumpkin latte at Starbucks. It's, I feel scandalous. <laughs> because, like, You're disrespecting I? the pumpkin. Right? The pumpkin king. Usually, yeah, usually they come out with their, with early. Sometimes they, like, last year, I think they came out with the, the pumpkin spice lattes in August. Everybody was like, oh, my God, they have them already. I was, like, right there getting yeah. them. And this year, that I don't so care. so early. I have my Nespresso at home. Well, we all of us do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they have I have pumpkin syrup at home. I can make my own my own shit. I'm good. Nice. <laughs> I haven't felt the urge to go to go get one. But I bought a creamer, like a pumpkin spice creamer from Kalitha. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um it's okay. Yeah, um, I haven't found one that I like either. Pumpkin like ice. a pumpkin spice creamer. It's it's hard mm. to find. I tried like some pumpkin oat one. It was pretty nasty. Uh, and then there was a maple brown sugar one. Um, that I thought good. that would be good, but it was not. Because really? you know what it is? Like the consistency wasn't the same because I get this, the silk one. It's like mm. the silk uh, oat creamer. And they have this one called the oatmeal cookie. It's the best one. But mm. all the other flavors are just nasty because the consistency is not the same. At your house. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's the only one that I, I like. The yeah. other one, the other flavors that they have are just not the same like thickness. I don't know. It's not good. That's what she said. Mm. Not good. <laughs> so I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Hal, have you tried those for the Nespresso pods? The uh, the caramel and the vanilla ones? I haven't. They're good. I, I get the hazelnut. Oh, oh the, the hazelnut's, hazelnut's good, good too. too. <laughs> I love the hazelnut. Yeah, I'm get the, the caramel. I always I like the half cap because I, I don't like too much caffeine. I don't love. Oh. So I've been getting half cap. And then um, in the summertime, off of the fall topic, I love the yeah. coconut. Oh, that. I never tried that. Yeah, you pour it over ice. Mm, okay. That's Summer. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I got to try that. Doug was a big fan of it. Yeah. I just ordered the Chiara or Chiaro uh, espresso ones because oh, I was yes. like – yeah, I've had them in the past, but then I switched to the caramel ones, and I'm like, no, I need my espresso again. I miss my my espresso. <laughs> I forgot which one, but one of them makes like a cappuccino. One of those, the double espressos. Well, the yeah, the Chiaro's a double esp espresso, so you can really make it into, you know, a latte, a cappuccino, whatever yeah. you want to make it into. Yeah. Mm. So yummy. I just love <laughs> I wish taste. I had one right now, actually. I love the taste <laughs> of a cappuccino. It's a little cappuccino. It's a little cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh do you remember that from Mrs. Dowfire where he has uh the coffee that he's making for the lady that's coming to supervise him or, or check in on him and he has the cream all over his face, it falls as Mrs. Dowfire. So she said. And he's yeah. like, Oh, you want another drop? Look, it's a little cappuccino. <laughs> it's a little cappuccino. <laughs> One number like two flops, <laughs> flops into it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, oh, great. Help is uh, on the way. Help is on the way. Help I texted Hallie way, that yeah. the other day. Uh, she was like, "Where are you?" I was like, "Help is on the way." <laughs> <I'm> dying. 
Fuck is Anouye spelled W E Y. The like English we. version. We. I had to make it known that it was we in that way. <laughs> Speaking of uh, full and stuff, but apple cider. I love apple cider so much, and that's why I was so upset when we when we went last year and the store was closed because I couldn't get my apple cider. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. I think it was like a sweater party or something I had, but you brought how you brought yeah. apple cider and you warmed it up or something and you made it into some alcoholic mm-hmm. bev and it was delicious. Like yeah, a hot toddy. It was, yes. It was apple so good. Cider, apple cider and I put sticks of cinnamon mm. in it, boiled and added um, whiskey. Ooh, yeah, it was good. That sounds so bourbon. good. I think I had bourbon. I, I think it was bourbon, yeah. It was really I good. I remember though. like pouring it in and I was like, I'm just gonna put a little bit. And you're like, nope. <laughs> it's a party uh it's delicious it's such, it's a great fall bev that sounds good yeah. yeah it was really good it was a hit too i remember everybody was drinking it your brother alex was there yeah he was drinking it he loved it he was yeah. like this is really good like, yes, it is. <laughs> really strong yeah. yeah that's probably why you loved it um it <laughs> have you guys ever had hot wine no I went. It's I didn't even know that's a thing. Yeah, mold wine or something. Is that what it's called? Mold. Mold wine, maybe. I don't know. I just um, I went to a winery a couple years ago with my friend Jen, and they had it on the menu. We did like a wine tasting, and they were like, "Oh, we also have this hot one for the fall." And we were like, "Yeah, I want to try that." And it was really good. It actually it kind of reminds me a little bit of apple cider, but just wine. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I want to try that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I never because even thought to do We should to go to the winery like one day. It was it's a nice winery. Yeah, do I'm like always down for that. Yeah. Especially I love full weather. So, you know, anytime like I heard there's like some winery I think in New Jersey where there's like fire pits, right? Is I think that the that's the one. About? That's probably the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's awesome. You sit yeah. by the fire pits and because uh, remember last year for your bachelorette party too, we were yeah. thinking about doing something like that. Yeah. And um, what's the place? The the really pretty winery um Lorita there are a lot of them Lorita is a very popular one yeah it's really big they also have fire pits I think in the fall yeah they do too and they have like tents and stuff yeah but I we were going to try to do something like that but we couldn't get a table I think all the tables oh that's were gone. right yeah I and uh that. it's better off anyway because I was like we're gonna do arts and crafts yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna bring we're gonna make beaded bracelets we're gonna carve pumpkins uh, it was like too much yeah we, I wanted to do too many things yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. We had more fun anyway. We went on that bicycle thing. Yeah, that was so much fun. What was that called? That thing's awesome. Pedocycle? Uh, Pedocycle, yeah. <laughs> and you what like was that? You did it with us. Oh my god, shot. <laughs> you were there. Oh, I thought you were talking about just you two together. Oh no, no. Oh no. The bachelorette, you were there, man. Oh yeah. With the pedal cycle. Yeah, I and we was went there, to the different and <laughs> I would do that again. That was so much fun. Yeah. That girl that was awesome too. too. The, the one that was the rider. Yeah. It was fun. We were pedaling so fast and going like zero miles. So slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, obviously it had to happen that way. You're getting drunk on, <laughs> on the bike. I'm putting like all my might into this. At one point, I don't think any of us were even pedaling. We were just like standing up and like dancing and singing. And this poor girl was just like, all right. I specifically remember a scream singing stranger in my house. Yes. So yeah. we were listening to 90s. It was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was good so times. much fun. 
I just wanted to bring up, um, me and Alex mentioned on Tuesday about a bonus chapter for Divine Rivals. Uh, we couldn't get our hands on it, but uh, I, we did find that Reddit actually has pages of it. I'm not sure if it's the entire chapter and all the pages, I assume. Yeah. So if is. any of you guys want to go check it out. And um, I believe, uh, what was the title of the chapter, Alex? Collision. Collision, right. Um, So so, if you Google um, Divine Rivals bonus chapter, it'll be the first thing that pops up on Google as a Reddit thread, and it has photos of each page of the extra chapter. Yeah, so whoever whoever posted that, awesome of them. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but I probably will later. It's not very long. It's a few pages. Yeah, I'm sure it really doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, I, I think it was taken out probably for a reason, so yeah. I'd like to read it. Yeah. I I didn't even know about it until I came on here with you guys. I know. I didn't know about it either until Jess brought it up last week. And then we were both like, we need to find this chapter. (laughs) Anybody know any any gossip? I know, uh, Hal, you didn't know about the gossip with Jonas. Do you know any that you could share? Any fun internet gossip for us? (sighs) Spill it. Spill the tea. Talk about our boys. I can talk about our NSYNC boys. Hey, okay, all oh, right. Yeah. Want to chit chat? Want to do a little chit chat about it? <laughs> so I keep seeing uh, TikToks, and they're like, they're millennials, and they're like, "We have adult money now. Go on tour. <laughs> We're ready. Take my money." And I'm like, I think, "Yes." <laughs> I think it's hysterical because it is me. I don't know how much I have saved. I don't know how much I have, but I'm gonna be front and center. <laughs> Something happens. I'm gonna be there in the front. No matter what. Can you imagine if like <laughs> Britney came out? Oh my God. Can you imagine? She? No, no. She no. Because but she in this concert that doesn't exist, Britney comes <laughs> out and then Backstreet comes out. In our Spice and Girls. Spice Girls are there. <laughs> what, are, what are they doing there? They yeah, should right. be there. So they were the fun. original pop girl group. I not, feel like obviously they were not the original, but I for feel us, like for our generation. A, they're a good full pop group, right? Spice. You know, pumpkin spice pumpkin girls. Spice sure. girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I agree. I will be at the NSYNC concert. I cannot wait to go. The second the tickets are on sale, I am purchasing. And whoever wants happening? to come comes. Is it even no, happening? It's not happening. Know. It's a song. Everybody thought it was a huge announcement. It's one song for the movie Trolls. Mm. It's what I thought it was gonna be. But I think, but I think you sound so disappointed. Ru- I know. I am. I am. <laughs> we can dream. Um, but I think that actually they're, uh, they're coming together. They're reuniting in the trolls movie. So it's not the same. But are they gonna be like characters in trolls? What I don't mean? know. I, I seen I seen a trailer for the trolls three movie, and out of nowhere, uh, Justin was like, "You're all I ever wanted." Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like a new harmony awesome. to it." Which makes me really happy. But, yeah, it's like yeah. a slower version. It's cute. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally going to see it. I love the Trolls movies. I love the Trolls but... movies, too. They're so cute. And this is called Boy Band or something. It's going to okay. be like old boy bands. I, I'll That's lose my mind. I'll, I'll see it in the theater and be dancing in the aisle. <laughs> <So. laughs> your son will be like, Mommy, what are you doing? And you're just going to be dancing. Like, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. This Who is said Mommy's I was jams. Him? Who said I was... <laughs> Instead of bringing him, <laughs> all right. <Thank> you, <laughs> mommy needs her concert. Um, no, but I really do hope that the NSYNC thing happens because I really I would like to be there and go. It'd be great. We can all feel like we're kids again. Yeah, 
I mean, we missed out on going to Coachella. It wasn't the whole NSYNC. It was Backstreet Boys, I think, right? Was it NSYNC or Backstreet? I know it was Ariana. I have no Ariana idea. Ariana went and NSYNC was there with her. It was NSYNC, right? Okay. But Justin was wasn't Backstreet there. Backstreet too? No. Or JC. JC was there, I think. He was? I think so. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was just Justin that was missing from that. I don't know. I seen a, an interview with Lance and... uh they were like oh are you guys gonna be this was a while ago yeah they were like are you guys gonna be doing a reunion and he's like i'm not the one you need to convince and i was like mm. i don't know if he meant justin or if he meant jc maybe both i don't know maybe I, both. i would love it i think it'd be great if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tag lance bass and see if he members of nsync if you're listening to books with cooks podcast <laughs> Please go on tour specifically so that we can see you and maybe come on our podcast. We'd love to just have a for chat. Us. Just go for us. Not all your fans. I know you have millions, but just for us, please. We <laughs> would really appreciate it. We'll record a podcast at your concert and then we'll report live. Um, yeah. B- Books with Cooks podcast reporting live from the NSYNC concert. <laughs> it's all you've ever wanted. It's all you've, it's ever, all you've needed. ever needed. <laughs> now tell us what to do. Really, NSYNC. That I want. I love that song. Right? Oh, good times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's all the gossip I got for you. That's it. Hal, what book are you reading now? Uh, Yes, you are Hal. Oh, I I didn't hear the Hal. It's so short. (laughs) Um, It's so short. I just got The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Ooh, Mm. nice. I've never read it. It's really good. I really liked it. I'm going to be honest, I haven't started it yet, but that's nice. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that's right here. That's right here. <laughs> right yeah. All right, you got it for your birthday, right? That's right. Hal just had a birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Hal. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you so much. So exciting. She goes. <laughs> yeah. The birthday that keeps on, you know, happening. Birthing? Yeah, every weekend <laughs> it's something else. Like I was just with his family. They were like, oh, give me like a birthday card. It's so nice. Yeah. The next weekend I'm celebrating with my family. So it's just, you know, just Aww. forever. Nice. A birthday month. Yeah. Jump on it. <laughs> Jump on it. Why not? Nice. Do you want us to sing happy birthday to you? Because we're not going to. But <laughs> I already I already sang happy happy birthday to you at your dinner. So okay, okay then the answer is no. If you're <laughs> Fine, we'll do no. it. No. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks anyway. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, listeners, it. listeners, if you want, send us a clip of you singing happy birthday to Hallie and we'll put it on the podcast. <laughs> but it has to be like a like a different version of like oh. happy birthday. It's got to be a little more oomph to it. All right. Diva it Hallie, bir- Diva Hallie birthday, birthday, Hallie. Hallie. I don't want your life. Right now. I don't want any fake birthday. <laughs> it, it'll be a Hallie birthday instead of a happy birthday. Hallie birthday. Yeah. Like, like that. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Hey, happy birthday, <laughs> You guys planning to dress up for Halloween? I have to. Because of the baby. True. What are you, you guys going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I-, I wanted to make him Pac-Man and me and Aww. Doug dress up as the ghosts. That's so cute. Uh, <laughs> he but doesn't want that. Every time I tell him, he tells me something I've never heard of in my life. And really? What he, is he, he wants to... He wanted to, at one point he wanted to be Bluey, which was fine. And then I guess I was going to be the mom and Doug would be the dad. Uh, and then 
something about fire buds. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I was like, you want me to dress up like a fireman? And he was like, no, fire buds. And I was like, mm. no, no, let mommy choose. <laughs> oh, mommy cute. makes this choice. I think Blue is a cute character. It is. I really do like the show. It's cute. It is. Yeah. And I really like that, that on that show, uh, they don't credit the kids because it's like the staff's kids. So they like protect their privacy. And I, I really think that's cool that they do that. Nice. Yeah. What are uh, you guys going to be? We tried on a taco costume <laughs> yesterday at Target. Nice. And it fits us really well. <laughs> Wait, is it like one giant taco with like both your legs in it? It's just, just, no, no, no. We'd be two. We'd be two tacos. Oh, well, I was going to say, because that sounds the like a nightmare. <laughs> I'd be like, don't get me out of this thing. I'll kill you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, no invite <laughs> to a Halloween party, so we're just we just buy them for no reason if we did buy Halloween. Oh, <laughs> well, you can have uh -huh. them in the in the closet for whenever you do get invited. <laughs> <laughs> when the day comes, yeah, it is our day. Just wear them every Tuesday for a Taco Tuesday or something. <laughs> nice. Oh my God, that's a great idea. Yeah, Ta just <laughs> Ta tacos eating tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep posting the picture on some social too. Be like, it's Taco yeah. Tuesday again. <laughs> well, no invite. Tacos eating why. tacos on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Alex, what are you and Rob going to be? I'm not dressing up unless absolutely necessary. But also we're going to be on our honeymoon during Halloween. Oh, so. nice. Right. Yeah. Where are you going? St. Lucia. Amazing. Yeah. So... But I don't like dressing up for Halloween, so I usually try to DIY whatever my costume is and just hope yeah, for the and, best. No, but by DIY, I want to explain to you, okay? So we went to her, <laughs> went to her brother's Halloween party, and I come there, and she just has a cutout. <laughs> Terrence and Philip, her and Robert, Terrence and Philip from South Park, and it's just a cutout from a piece of paper over her face. But it looked awesome. It looked like Terrence and Philip. And it we did. It was actually pretty too. hilarious. It was. It was creative. I'll give so you that. She just put the character on her face. But yeah, but my point is like it's no, an it's art like project. Like a head. DIY is just literally her drawing on a piece of paper and cutting it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And, and it worked. And you know how much it cost me? Maybe negative three cents because I already That's... had the construction paper and we had the t-shirts and I had the t-shirt paint. So how did you lose money then? Negative three. I gained money because <laughs> I, I gained three cents. <laughs> I don't know. It cost you nothing. Nada. <laughs> we had a good conversation. <laughs> okay. It's time for the word of the day. Remember that we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials. Each word of the day will come from the Word of Day Vocabulary Workbook by Francine Puckley or Franny the Pucks. Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. Without further ado, today's Word of the Day is... Waggish, spelled W-A-G-G-I-S-H, pronounced wag-ish. It is an adjective that is defined as joking, witty, and mischievous. For example... Kent's waggish comments got him in trouble with the boss. Jess and Hallie, let's come up with some examples to help us remember. Can you think of an example? Yeah, you're waggish. Uh, <laughs> <sweet sense. laughs> you say I'm every word of the day. 
Yeah. All right, hold on. I have one. Um, in the early chapters of Divine Rivals, Iris and Roman were often making waggish comments to one another. Mm, I like okay. that. Okay. Since it's an uh, adjective, I can add L-Y. Waggishly. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Roman waggishly used his middle name, signed his middle name at the end of their letters. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Very mischievous of him. Can't think of any. Uh, his waggish remarks got him expelled from school. Ooh. That's good. Nice. Which is a teacher thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I can't think. How about um, I'm a waggish person. <laughs> I'm always are... making I'm always making waggish remarks. You are a waggish person. I can't link any to divine rivals though. When I think Jess, I think waggish. Same. <laughs> uh, they call me waggis. Okay. <laughs> nice. Running from that. <laughs> I'm in timeout. All right. Well, here's yeah. some trivia about the word waggish. The noun form is wag. Charles Lamb, in describing the upcoming summer, comments, summer, as my friend, really, Coleridge, Coleridge, <laughs> waggishly writes, has set in with its usual severity. Wow. That, some trivia. All right. Got it. Nice. Coleridge. My, my good friend, Coleridge. Hello, Mr. Co I feel like I should have read that in, in uh, British, right? Yeah. Summer, as my friend Coleridge waggishly writes, <laughs> has set in with its usual severity. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. That was great. Thanks. Very waggish of me. All right. <laughs> Let's go on to our speech series. Okay. So in our speech series, we like to uh, teach ourselves new phrases to replace common phrases to make a sound a little more enhanced while speaking and communicating. These uh, phrases come to us from Thomas Healer's Well-Spoken Thesaurus. So today's phrase is, instead of what happened to her, what happened to her? Say, what became of her? Hmm, I do wonder what became of her. <laughs> That's another I mean, thing that needs to be in an English accent, I think. Yes. <laughs> what became of her? What yeah. did become of her? I just <laughs> don't know. You guys have any any examples? You want to throw some sentences out there? Yeah. What became of her? So Iris, at the end of the book, might be wondering... What happened to Roman? And instead, she could say, Oi, what became of Roman? Does she say, Oi? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oi. Uh. <laughs> All right. How about, oh, do you remember that bitch, Jessica? Ugh, what became of her? Okay. Yeah, that doesn't All have right. anything to do with Divine Rivals, though. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> how about, uh, do it have to do with the book yeah maybe Connected. how about the co-worker that worked at the oath gazette hmm i do wonder what became of her nice all right so for this week's rapid fire round we're going to be going with the topic of rom-coms hallie will be joining in with us and we have to say as many as we can within two minutes so just let us know when we're ready to go we are ready in five four three two one rom-coms go can't hardly wait drive me Just crazy friends. sleeveless in seattle um, Drive me crazy oh, something blue 
Uh, uh, 10 days. He's just Pride not that into you. Pridesmaids is good. Made in Manhattan. Um, yes. What a girl wants. She's the man. What a girl wants. Oh, she's the man I love. Just friends. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Did somebody already say that? No. I said that. Oh, you did. Uh Okay. Um, crazy, stupid love. Must love dogs. Must love dogs. Um, serendipity. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, when Harry met Sally. Oh, yeah. 51st dates. You've got mail. Oh, you've got mail. Sleepless Jesus. in Seattle. Yes. <laughs> I said sleepless in Seattle. Um, uh, Clueless. <sighs> Clueless is so good. Um, oh, uh, she's all that. He's all that. Um, 20, 27 dresses. What's the 13, one you said before? Just go with it. 13 yes. out of 30, yeah. Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries 2. Diaries two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect 2 and um, 3. Yes. <laughs> Love those movies. Pitch Perfect 4. Uh, Wedding um, Crashers. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Why can't what what happens in Vegas? Yes, I no love sh- that movie. No Strings Attached. No um, Strings Attached. Friends with uh, Benefits. And the, I was just going to say. Meet the Parents. Just Married. Legally Blonde. Legally oh. Blonde. Uh, Legally Blonde 2. <laughs> Money pit. Miss, Miss Congeniality. Yes. I love that. And Chuck and Larry. Too. Chuck and Larry. Uh, Billy always, Madison. Happy always, Gilmore. Always be my baby. Oh. Oh, I love that movie. That's, that's oh, cute, that movie. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, timer's up. Oh. And I was going to say My Girl. Oh, My Girl is so good. Is girl. that a romantic comedy, though? Yes, I don't know. More drama. His glasses was. He, yeah, I mean they were like his glasses. Yeah, they were like twelve years. Very old, sad. Like Eleven, I think. Um, I know. I, I cry mean, every single time I watch that movie every during single, that scene. Every single time with that scene, I can't. Saddest. Uh, what's her name? Sultan Fuss. Veda. Veda Sultan Fuss. Most ridiculous name. Uh, you guys are really good. With that, I, I think feel I, like I, we're getting better. I named five. That, you guys did 20 each. No. no. You did good, though. You yeah. came up with some good ones. <laughs> and it was your first time. The first yes. time we did this, we were just like, um, um, what's a word? What are words? <laughs> Wait, did we? <laughs> I know. We were like, uh, uh, did we say Hocus Pocus? Isn't that kind of rom com No. I guess kind you of. With the, the The teenager with the girl yeah and casper huh. it's more no these are like kids movies these aren't i wouldn't consider these romantic okay. comedies but when we were kids they were rom-coms to us all right that's no. right you're right it's creepy Not i don't rom-com, know but right. it's creepy <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kids movies. yeah uh but that, right, that wasn't too bad so no. yeah i mean we know our rom-coms kind of yeah <laughs> not under pressure but but just no springs no strings attached made me just want to break out in song though no springs attached no springs yeah <laughs> no mattress springs no mattress springs attached springs not included oh, um. shit. <laughs> <laughs> diy mattress oh, install your own springs all right <laughs> so now we have our questions of the day so we'll start with the first one if you had a magical typewriter and could communicate with anyone alive, dead, or fictional, who would it be? 
um, I would get like sentimental and talk to my grandma, my mom's mom. Oh yeah. Her. Yeah. Mom is just the best. So I just would like to talk to her. Yeah. I think I'm with you on that. I think I would pick my grandpa too. My mom's dad. Yeah. I think, um, I think I would talk to him and fill him in about my life and what he's missed. Mm. Maybe I could send him a picture through the typewriter of Jack's. Yeah. 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 I think I'm with you on that. All right. Well, since we're going the sentimental route, then I would choose my dad's mom because she died when I was just a baby. So I don't really remember, I don't remember her at all. So it'd be nice to just get to know her. That's nice. Oh, guys. Now we're all going to cry. All right. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> oh. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it on my cheeks. The oh. tears all streaming. Down. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Do you hear our grandparents speak? Oh. All right. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Um. Well, so what is your favorite word and your least favorite word i know how's least favorite i know both of your least favorite words yeah you know my least favorite yeah puke you hate it <gasps> you knew it i knew it <laughs> oh my god yeah you i hate oh you hate god. puke and alex hates broth <laughs> yeah because broth ironically is. yeah because broth sounds like the noise you make when you puke like broth I know I'm your least plead favorite. The fifth. I'm your... pleading the fifth. Jess hates moist. moist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so I much. It's so moist. Ew. I don't oh. even see what the problem is with that word. Because it I makes know. me puke broth. Okay. I hate you both. I feel like <laughs> it's sexist to, <laughs> to not like that word. It's nasty. I don't like it. You mean it's sexist to like that word? No, I think it's sexist to not like the word. What? So if a cake is moist, you won't eat it? Ugh. <laughs> no, I, I've been wanting to say, I hate to say this, but this cake is it's moist. very moist. <laughs> um, but I'm not happy when I do say it. <laughs> it's gross. But my favorite word is incandescent. Oh. Yeah, I... I it's such a pretty word, and of course, I have Jane Austen to thank for that. Yeah, um, I'm incandescently happy. Yeah. Oh, very pretty word. Yeah, yeah. It's, I love that word. Yeah. Um, I like the word cozy. Oh, I like to be cozy. Oh, yeah. It's very simple, but it's just a word that I long for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a cozy sweater, a cozy blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Like my it. favorite word is captivate Ooh. wow that's because you captivate us alex that's right that's not true but it is a pretty captivating word. alex <laughs> no it is captivated by alex when i listen uh, yeah. to the podcast oh. <laughs> oh. yeah i like to be captivated i mean i feel like that you feel something with with these words yeah. Right. When you hear cozy, you you feel cozy. When you hear incandescent, you feel incandescent. Yeah. When you you know, you, like I just like that. I yeah. like that type of stuff. When you feel captivated, you feel captivated. 
Gotcha. There you go. the, the captivation is captivating. <laughs> All right. So if you wrote for a newspaper, what column would you hope for? Oh, I know. I would definitely, I would, all right, I would write for, it would have to either be like movie reviews or book reviews, if that's a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that could be fun. Either that or like, yeah, like some kind of review column probably would be fun to write. Or even like a travel thing because you'd have to travel around. But I think yeah. I would pick the reviews because I love movies. Nice. I love books. So reviewing them would be fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also would choose to do probably book reviews or just like an opinion section, like ask Alex. Yeah, you would be good just, at that. People just ask me questions. They'll be like, hey, should I leave my loser boyfriend? I'd be like, girl, leave him. <laughs> girl, bye. Yesterday, girl. Dear girl, why haven't you left him already? Signed, Alex. <laughs> I, I'm writing your breakup letter as we speak. Just give it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Just hand him this. I made it for you already. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the show Shrink? Shrinked? No. Shrinking. Sorry, Shrinking on Apple yeah. TV. No, no, I want to. So it's really good. I recommend it. And it in one of the first episodes too, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy from? Jason Siegel. Yes, thank you. Jason Siegel. He's the shrink. And he has a girl in front of him who's just talking about how horrible her boyfriend is. And he's supposed to be all professional and tell her, like, it's going to be okay, whatever. But he, like, screams at her. He's like, leave that bastard. What are you doing? Just leave. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, it's awesome. Like, he just, like, loses it. Yeah. Great. That's so great. So, anyway, that's what you would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd, be like, you'd be like, leave him now. <laughs> so, I just geeked out a little bit and I'd like to do an educational research section. Nice. Ooh, okay. To learn about like innovative schools, innovative curriculums and like teaching like outside the box, doing different things that like traditional schools don't do. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. Oh, I would yeah. read it. Yeah. So as you all know, we recently read Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. We picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone is on the fence about reading it. Reminder that you can find our full reviews on Goodreads. Divine Rivals currently has an overall rating of 4.29 out of 5 on Goodreads with a publication date of 4-4-23. right, so we're going to start with the bad reviews. Jess, Hallie, which one of you wants to go first? Uh... uh Sure. Hell, you want to go first? Okay. Uh, I actually found it hard to find a one-star review on this Same. book. It was kind of tricky. Um, so I found a two-star review, and the title was, well, I don't even know, period. <laughs> At first, I felt like I was reading a Nancy Drew book, very quaint. Immediately, I had a funny-slash-bad feeling about Forrest. I'm kind of invested in Iris and Kit, so I guess I'll read on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely the voice they used, too, when they were yeah. typing. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have two two stars that I found. 
Uh, I couldn't find, like Hallie said, a one star review to save my life. Uh, there weren't any one stars, which is always good for a book. Mm -hmm. uh, but these people, these people gave it two stars. So the first one is uh, read this after fourth wing to, quote, cure my hangover. How to force myself to get through it. Extremely boring. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do agree about the hangover. It did not cure my hangover, even though it was prescribed by many. <laughs> Claiming it would do so, it did not. And then my next two star is from Elena from Amazon. She says, my thoughts. I couldn't put this book down until about 75%. And then it just lost me. The last 60 pages or so just felt like rushed and hard to read. Then it picked back up in the last two chapters. Honestly, a God book, but she meant good, you know, but she wouldn't be wrong. It's also about gods. <laughs> uh, she said missing some bulk would still recommend reading. Okay. I did find a one-star review on Goodreads. I believe there weren't any on Amazon. So just a note if anybody is looking at different places. Uh, this person said DNF, which means did not finish at 57%. I feel like I've read a completely different book to everyone else. There's a great concept here, but it was poorly done. My biggest issue was the lack of world building. I felt disconnected from the entire story. The characters lacked depth. The dialogue was cringy. Those letters, uh, they didn't say, uh, but there's a cringy face. The plot <laughs> stumbled along and the central war element was majorly underdeveloped. There was no suspense whatsoever from what you'd expect whilst living through a war. I just don't get it. Hmm. okay well i don't know i disagree but all right yeah but i guess maybe because it's ya so there's less world building but i don't know i didn't feel that mm. i read that too there's, on a review about the last yeah i mean there's not a lot of world building but it's not a super fantasy book you know that you would right. expect there to be a ton of world building in i don't think it matters if it's ya so much it's just it's just not that kind of book it's not it, like we, we talked about this on our Tuesday episode, but it's not really a fantasy. It's a romance with some fantasy elements like as the backdrop. Yeah, you called it fantasy light. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Someone was saying they had which they wished that there was a map where they were so they can understand where the war was happening, mm. you know, in comparison to where they lived and just yeah. places yeah. you couldn't really tell how far away they were. Um, they say it in the book, though. I think they say it's like six or eight hundred kilometers. I mean, yeah, she says miles too when she's far away from Oath, right? I think so. They say kilometers, but oh, kilometers. Okay. Yeah. On like a visual component to it. Yeah, I, I get that. All right. All right so, what so do we think about, about the good reviews? Yeah. All right. So I had a five star that said, "I did not sign up for so much pain." My heart is in pieces after that ending. Why did y'all not warn me? And then a bunch of crying faces. Did I love it? Absolutely, with my whole heart. Was it perfect or flawed? It was absolutely perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. Does it end on a brutal cliffhanger? A big fat yes. Am gonna be crying for days. In a slump after fourth wing? Grab this book. All right. No. So <laughs> I don't agree with the last part. I don't agree with that either. I don't agree that it's perfect either. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Maybe fourth wing. Haha. -ha. No. No. <laughs> I know. I know. How? What was yours? Um. So it was a five star review, and the title was "This Period Book." <laughs> <laughs> Very serious review. Yeah. 
Um, academic rivals to lovers with the cutest, purest, most wholesome man while there's a violent war raging between gods. Absolute perfection. <laughs> the writing is beautiful. I inject every word of this book into my veins. I wow. also, right? I would also like to drink copious amounts of tea and work on a typewriter in smoky, dim office now, please. As they say, the vibes were immaculate. I need ruthless vows to release immediately. I am willing to skip Christmas this year so I can have <laughs> two in my hands on December 26th. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Meant it. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> she made me feel the same. Like, do I need to skip Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Intense. Right. That was super intense. Uh I don't I don't think that can be topped, but we'll see what Dominique had to say. Dominique from uh, Amazon said, the ending has left me screaming. Uh the cliffhanger cliffhanger i need to know what happens next yes i have already pre-ordered ruthless vows and i strongly suggest and encourage you to do the same i sobbed at the ending so Aww. not quite the same level of intensity there that used to found <laughs> <laughs> but still all the same sentiment but still everyone all was, the same yes <laughs> everyone was crying everybody loved it everybody wants the sequel <laughs> all the feels correct <laughs> yep all right, so now that we've heard what everyone else had to say, we have our back flaps to go over. Here's our back flaps. Our back flaps. <laughs> Alex, start us off. All right. Divine Rivals, it's like a magical you've got mail. Alex and Jess. Reading Divine Rivals is completely incandescently divine. Alex and Jess. Don't cry, war correspondent girl. Don't cry. <laughs> Jess and Alex. Nice. Divine gods, divine rivals. Uh, you get it. It's all divine. Jess and Alex. <laughs> You've got mail. You've got mail. From an enchanted typewriter. Jess and Alex. <laughs> You've got magical paper. <laughs> Jess and Alex. And if you thought you have got mail was enchanting, wait until you try divine rivals. Jess and Alex. <laughs> I love all of them. <laughs> Hallie, what do you got for us? What are your flaps? Um, romantically adorable while also heartbreaking and heavy at times. A story about sibling love, romantic love, and courage. Beautiful. Oh, it is lovely. Just beautiful. Hallie is a teacher, so she has come prepared to quiz us on Divine Rivals mm. and Rebecca Ross, and it's a competition, which I just found out. So we gotta we we gotta buzz in. I guess we'll just say buzz when we want to buzz. And I think, yeah, you're a yeah. buzz. Down, a down, buzz. down. Blue team's going down. You uh, can well, you're the blue team, and you're going. I'm red. Buzz <laughs> red or say your name. Oh, wait, do we have to buzz in? Do we have to be like? Eh. Do we have See, to? How am I gonna know? That. I think you should say your names because how right. am I gonna know? So say I'll go yeah. Alex Buzz. Buzz I'm just Alex. Gonna go, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go like this. I'm gonna be eh, and then you know. <laughs> oh. No. Eh. Your name. All right. Say your say name. Say your name. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there are seven questions plus a bonus round. Okay. All right. Ooh. So uh, you're gonna say your names to Buzz. Then I'm gonna keep tally. Uh, so we know who's winning and who's losing. Hallie's, 
Hallie's keeping tally. Got it. Okay. I'm Hallie tallies. All right. So whenever you guys are ready. Oh, we're ready. I'm ready. I, think. I was born ready. I'm nervous. <laughs> what are two of Rebecca Ross's favorite films? <laughs> Alex Buzz. What? Okay, go. You've got mail. And I don't know. <laughs> Can I get half a point? <laughs> you got it. Her, yes. two, her two favorite films are You've Got Mail and Shop Around the Corner. Oh, so the original You've Got Mail. Oh, how cute. Nice. I didn't know there was an original one. Yeah, it's called Shop Around the Corner. Actually, just the grandfather in You've Got Mail played the the main male lead in the original film. Well, it's adorable. The original film is Jimmy Stewart. Oh, well, then he plays somebody else then in it. Must be another character. I know the main character is Jimmy Stewart. But I've never seen it, and I want to see it so bad now. That's really cute. I definitely want to see that. I love old movies, too. Yeah. All right, question number two. Okay. Where is the author of Divine Rivals, Rebecca Ross, from? Buzz, Alex, sorry, Georgia. You got oh. it. You got That's it. That's not fair. You read that. This, that was your... I, 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 wrote, I wrote the author bio. You did. <laughs> I write these Man. answers on the Google Drive. Um, question number three. What okay. year was Rebecca Ross born? Uh, oh. Jess, yes. uh, I'm totally going to just guess. It's okay. probably wrong, but 19 something. No. Uh, <laughs> ni- <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, 1973. Nope. Keep going. Uh, Thanks. Why don't we just go back and forth until, you know. Okay. okay. 1986. You're getting closer. Jess. 1984. You're getting colder. Mm, 1989. 1989. Nope. 90. Nope. Uh, 87. Did, who just said that? Me. 87. Got the point. 1987. All right. Sad little point by default. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. I got a pity point. All right. Woo. Listening ears turned up. What is the name of the newspaper Iris and Roman work for? Alex Buzz, Oath Gazette. Damn it. (laughs) Gotta be quicker. You gotta be quicker than that. Gotta be quicker than that. (laughs) All right, get ready because you're both gonna know this one. So just get your your buzz. Jess, Jess. What? All right, give me your answer. Carver. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Roman Roman Carver kit. Uh, (laughs) What is the name? Of the competitor newspaper. Alex Buzz. Ink something. Ink redder. No. No. Ink written. Ink written. Ink written. Ink written gazette. Who can, okay, who can get the whole name of the newspaper? Got one part. Ink written gazette paper. Tribune. The ink ink written tribune. Got it, Alex. Damn it, Alex. Alex is like slaying me. Um, so this part, this part of the pop quiz, uh, I have to give credit to my husband, Tyler. Uh, he was very very excited to hear me, uh, coming up with a pop quiz and he (laughs) was very jealous and he wanted to be involved and he came Uh. up with a really great question. So I want you guys to listen up here. Listening ears turned up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You ready for this? Okay. Tyler. I'm ready. 
Mrs. Hallie. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Hallie. Mrs. Iglesias. I can't with these questions. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Any more brain busters? What does he got for us? What color car statistically gets bird shit on the most? <laughs> Black. Red. White. Okay, you're both disqualified because you did not say your name. I'm going to ask the question. <laughs> Alex <Okay>. Buzz. Black. <laughs> Alex. Uh, Just no. Buzz. Alex. Just Alex. Buzz. White. Alex no. Buzz. Red. red. Yep. Just Buzz. Alex. Silver. Alex got it. Alex no. got it. It's erroneous. <laughs> bright red is number one. Wow. Okay. Basically gets the most bird shit. Interesting. And right. number two is black. Uh, okay. Okay. I love how she went like super teacher on us though. And she was like, you guys didn't put your name on the paper. So you lose a point. <laughs> no, I thought she was going to say, what color is Miss Lippy's car? And I was going to say, Miss Lippy's car is green. Okay. What? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Oh, Miss Lippy's okay. car is green. Well, I do. <laughs> For this one, you're going to need a pen and paper. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> this is the bonus round. <clears throat> okay. So for the bonus round, and I want to see, hold up your pen so I make sure, like, you guys are listening and not writing some things down. <laughs> She's getting old teacher on okay. us. Alex. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. Where's the pen? I'm not, I'm not ready. This is how you scary. <laughs> um. <laughs> Lady is scaring us. I was trying right. to get a pen. <laughs> it's on your both of your foreheads. I love it. <laughs> Bonus round. Okay. Write down as many characters as you can from Divine Rivals in one minute. First names, bonus for middle, and bonus for last name. So you get a point for each part of the name. Okay. Okay. So every character you can think of, you get a point. Oh my goodness. Up. <laughs> Wait, are they are they cat are they uncapped? Yeah, it's my Kindle. They're digital. Pen. Yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> so fancy. Ready? Ready. Set, go. All right. Oh, do 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 do. Fifteen seconds. All right, that's it. Timer stopped. Okay, okay. that was difficult. All right. Uh, why do you put it? What? What's what, with the pen? <laughs> and we're done. I, she said, "Pens up." Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yes. Jeez. Let's hear your characters. Okay. Put down your points. All right. I have Roman Carver Kit. Mm-hmm. I have Iris Minnow. I don't know. Does she have a middle name? It's yes. Winnow. It's Winnow, but I'll give it to you. Well, Forest Winnow. Yep. Aster Winner. Winnow. Winner. Uh-huh. Zeb. I don't remember his last name. Uh, Mir. Keegan. Dacker, Mira, huh? Mira, yeah, and Alva. All right, uh, Zeb, Mir, Keegan, Dacker, Enva, Alva, Marisol, Addy, and I couldn't remember the guy's last name, but Lieutenant 
Lark, maybe? I got lost. I got lost after Zeb. Go from Zeb. Oh, okay. Zeb, Mir, Keegan, Dacker, Alva, Enva, Marisol, Addy, Lieutenant Lark. And the monsters. But they don't cast. <laughs> the monsters. really good. You did well. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. I'm sure right. Alex did too. <laughs> Iris Elizabeth Winnow. <laughs> Roman Carver Kit. Marisol Keegan. Addie. Forrest Winnow. Aster Winnow. Del Kit. Mr. Kit. I didn't know his first name. Um, Zeb. I'm pretty sure they had a coworker named Paula, but I, I was not positive about the name at the Oath Gazette. So, um, and then- I don't see Paula on the characters. Okay, that's fine. I wasn't sure about her. And then I have Eleanor, Dacker, Enva, and Lieutenant Lark. Wow, you guys. 18, Jess. Nice. Wow. Thank God, because I don't think I got even one point. Did I? <laughs> Maybe? Yes, yeah, you did. Oh, the pity point. That's right. Scoring <laughs> <laughs> at 27. Alex, you are the winner. Yes. All right. Pop quiz. Alex is the pop quiz asshole. Asshole. Oh, and the pop quiz asshole award goes to Alex. He was a very good pop quiz asshole. He was a very good pop quiz asshole. All Thanks right, for uh, partaking in my pop quiz. That was yeah. great. That was so much fun. And I think we're going to have to have pop quizzes on here more often. Yeah, that I think so much fun. <laughs> it was a great idea. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, we have a surprise pop quiz for you. What? <laughs> pop quiz assholes. Pop two. quiz assholes. Because there's two of us. Well, I hope you studied. No, I'm only kidding. It's not. No, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right actually no it's not even about the book it's not even about the book so uh, i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna tell you movie quotes and you have to tell me what movie that they're from oh, i got this yeah got yeah all okay. right well don't be so cocky all right roman cocky kit uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go <clears throat> first one up it's a little cappuccino. This is Doubtfire. That's correct. Alex, you keep you keeping you keep score? Because yes, I, this, I, it's only her. I'm keeping score. <laughs> so she wins by default. You need to get at least 10 points. No. There you go. Yes. Yes. Oh, Facts. Okay. All right. <clears throat> no pressure, but lots of it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That would be Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Correct. All right. What year is it? 1993. No. That's Focus Focus. <laughs> no. She asks that question. Does she? She does. She does. <gasps> All right. We yeah. can give her a point for that, but that's not the movie that we were thinking of. Yeah. Say it again right. in, in the voice of the character. All right. What year is it? <laughs> Alex, you do it best. What right, year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it doesn't sound like the witches anymore. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> She's like 1993. No. Imagine, imagine like really frazzled, frizzy hair, tangled a lot. I can give you a hint if you man. need it. Only one hint. Oh, it's Back to the Future. No. no. <laughs> said that they, they probably say it in that <laughs> Yeah. They probably don't get it in every movie, okay? I'm giving her a point just for getting ultimate movie. <laughs> the the movie, well, here's a hint. Robin Williams is in it. What year is it? <laughs> Jumanji. You don't did not get that point. I'm giving her a point anyway because she pointed out that that, that question is asked in multiple movies. It is. It is. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> All right. Oh, Hopefully the next one is, well, the next few are a little easier. So <clears throat> you're doing it, Peter. You're flying. Oh, that's hook. Come on. That's easy. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> there you are, Peter. <laughs> Rufi. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Peter, you've become a pirate. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's right, snowing. Th- it's snowing. All right. The next one. <laughs> The, the next one is, hey, who's driving that car? <laughs> can you can you do the voice a little a little more? Hey, who's driving that car? I can't bring it justice. She does it too good. But I did give here's a clue. I, I did quote this movie earlier as well. hmm hmm I called you this. My name is Called me. My name is Miss Miss. It was also used uh, in the rom-com rapid fire round. Yes. Miss? Congeniality? No, but I'll give you one more chance to redeem yourself. Uh, we played this as a blooper sound in our podcast for one episode. The movie. I don't know it. Mm, bridesmaids. Oh. It would have been too easy if I was like, La Squala. And let's see. What's going on? Keep smiling. Keep shining. Shining. <laughs> There's so many good quotes from that. Stove. What are you, an appliance? You should keep this no, open. It's the 90s. No, it's not. You're in the wrong decade. All right. <laughs> Next. Next up. This is so easy. He's from Jersey. He skis in his jeans. <laughs> Jeans and his jeans. That's just friends. And they're Correct. referring to Dusty. Yeah, <laughs> dusty. Just simply Dusty. That's the name of his album. I love the way he said it's <clears throat> Dusty Dinkleman. <laughs> dusty Dinkleman. Dinkleman. <laughs> Dinkleman. <laughs> All right. And oh. just, you know, uh, oh, water. Mm, I'm stuffed. Right? <laughs> My snow goat collection. All right. Okay. These are getting a little more difficult. This one, probably not. But nature finds a way. That would be Jurassic Park. That's correct. But Tyler wouldn't have got that one. He would not, no. Mm. Not once. All right. This one's a little more difficult. Uh, The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. That's my fair lady. Damn it. She's good. She knows her (laughs) stuff. All right. I also what? think you talked about that. Yeah, we uh, did. We did. talk about that in an episode? We yeah. did. She really does listen. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh. I know you do. I'm a fan. Uh, you play Yaz flute? I dabble. 
<laughs> Anchorman. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Harry. It looks like I'm running at incredible speeds. <laughs> Potter? Oh. No. Tricked her with the Harry. Yeah. Say it again. Look, Harry. It looks like I'm running at incredible speeds. Ah. Uh... You sold a dead bird to a blind kid? <laughs> <laughs> Our pets' oh heads God, are I falling know. off. <laughs> pets' heads are falling off. Oh my God, when, I know it. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? I can't do it, but yeah. Oh, it's Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Okay. Literally, we gave you the whole entire movie script. <laughs> I honestly don't know that one that well. All right. We have a few more. Okay. Uh, this one's super easy. You learned English, yeah, just in cases. I don't. I don't think I know it. I don't Here's think a backup quote: "Kids, don't buy drugs. Become a pop star, and they'll give you them for free." Ah, uh, love actually. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's a little harder. Uh, man, I'm glad I called that guy. Oh. Uh... She's definitely uh, not going to get this one. Uh, I don't know. It. I actually know this one. <laughs> what is it? You can steal. Uh, Billy Madison. Yes. <laughs> the puppy who lost his way. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Find your dad. Out. Yes. Two more. Okay. Uh, this one's very difficult, but hello, praying mantis. You're beautiful. This was a dog add-in, by the way. Oh, God. Um, I don't know that one. Any backup? Suck my unit. <laughs> Alex, you can take it if you know it. I have no idea. Ha-ha. <laughs> well, Tropic Thunder. Oh. I never saw it. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, and then the last one is, bye, Jimmy. I'm still going to kill you someday. <laughs> Backup quote is, whoever invented rope is a real asshole. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Blades of Glory. Oh. But I would say you did pretty good. Alex, okay. you keeping score? Did she get 10? She got 12. Woo All right. All right. <laughs> Pass the quiz. So you have become the next pop quiz asshole oh thank you thank you <laughs> that was fun i like yeah, those that was fun that was fun okay everyone now we're going to transition into the cooking portion of our episode we thought it would be fun to discuss some helpful cooking tips for today we're going to discuss vegan and vegetarian tips and tricks because we have vegan and vegetarian girls here today so mm -hmm. All right, in the house. So, <laughs> who wants to go first? I can go first. All um, right, take it away, Alex. All right, so I discovered that there's an app, or you could also access it on a browser, but it's called Happy Cow. So you can go to happycow.net, or you can download the app, and it's essentially Yelp, but just for vegan and vegetarian options. So Ooh, I love that. If, yeah, awesome. if you're looking for a restaurant to go to and you're not sure if they're going to have vegan dishes or vegetarian Ooh. dishes, you can search on the app. It gives you reviews. It tells you 
if the items on the menu are marked appropriately as vegetarian or vegan, and it tells you what the selection is like, if they have a big selection or not. So I thought it was really cool. You search by zip code, so you can search anywhere in the country. And they also have recipes available and like a little community as well. So you can interact with people nearby and talk about, you know, vegan and vegetarian, maybe some tips and tricks. I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I downloaded it too. I'm not even vegan, but I know I know vegan and vegetarian people. So for Yes. when I'm trying to find places to go, I thought it'd be helpful. Yeah, It is it's helpful totally because the yeah. number one thing that like when people invite me to restaurants, I have to Google the restaurant and their menu first before I can go there to make sure they have something for me to eat. So I think that would be super helpful um, Yeah. for veg yeah, vegetarian. I, I really love that. Whoever came up with that, that was a great idea. Yeah. And that was a cute Thanks name for sharing. too. Yeah, it does. You're welcome. I am a happy cow learning this. <laughs> Five stars for that app. Yes. <laughs> I haven't even been on it yet. Yeah, I'm going to download that shit right now. Uh <laughs> Broke that down. <laughs> All right. Um, I just have a couple of quick dairy-free tips, uh, specifically cream cheese, because that's my heart and soul. But I think lately I found out that I might not be able to have that anymore. So as a good option for those of you out there who are dairy-free, uh, the cream cheese, it's a vegan cream cheese from Trader Joe's. It's awesome. Uh, it doesn't taste like a gross cream cheese alternative, one of those cheese alternatives that just does not taste good. This one actually has a great taste to it, in my opinion. Uh, it tastes just like cream cheese. So, And this is coming from the biggest cream cheese connoisseur you've ever met in your life. So for me to say that, Accurate. that's pretty big. <laughs> uh, it sounds technically from dairy-free any type of cheese or dairy-free anything. If it's coconut milk-based, it's a lot better. If it's, you know, maybe some other type of, of milk base, it's not so good. I mean, in my coffee, I do love oat milk, so that's separate. But when it's dairy-free, like um, ice creams or a dairy-free type of, you know, anything uh, that's not the regular dairy, <laughs> uh, coconut-based seems to work well taste-wise for, for the replacements. So just sharing that, not sponsored. That's Trader really Joe's. good to know. Ready to sponsor me. So um, coconut-based um, cheeses, you said? You've yeah. And they even have, there's a, a coconut uh, coconut milk-based whipped cream, too. I think it's called Cocoa Whip, and it's delicious. It's really, really good, too, to dip, like, fruit in and stuff. It's actually pretty delicious, and it doesn't taste vegan I, or anything like that. I've had that, and it does taste really good, and it does have, like, a little bit of a coconutty flavor, which I love. So it does. It's I really good. liked that. There's the ice cream at Trader Joe's that's like chocolate coconut uh, based, coconut milk based ice cream. Ooh. And yeah. um, it tastes a little bit of the coconut, but it's great. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that. I yeah. seem to, because anything that's like almond milk based dairy mm. stuff, I'm not really into. Mm. I mean, you know, I do like a, like the almond milk sometimes in like a smoothie or something like that. But if it's like a, a an ice cream, it's not good in my opinion. So that's that's it. How what's your tea? So um, when I cook, I usually try to opt for dairy-free options when I can. Um, one of my favorites is one that I make on, it's like a Super Bowl Sunday type of staple here. Like instead of having queso, it's like a alternative. It's called chipotle cashew queso. And um, not only can you dip warm pretzels uh, in it, but you can also add it to quesadillas, Mexican style street corn, 
And it's a nice addition to a loaded baked potato. And it's very easy to make. And it's, should I, should I go through how to make it? Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, okay. it sounds really good. You're selling it. <laughs> Tell us. You need one cup of raw cashews, uh, unsalted. I uh, One canned chipotle pepper in adobo, um, a little salt, and a half cup of water. So the cashews are in a saucepan covered with cold water. Let it come to a boil. Drain, blend the cashews in a blender, and add the chipotle and a little bit of salt, and it miraculously becomes this imitation queso dip, and it's delicious. You can add more adobo if you want more heat, and that's it. It's delicious. I highly sounds, recommend it. Yeah, that sounds, sounds really so good. good. I'm going to try it. Alex is going to put like six cans of the adobo sauce. Yeah, I like it spicy. I'd probably add some oh, cayenne actually to it. <laughs> yeah, she likes it when like her, her guests just die. So if you just drop dead, <laughs> I want it to like melt my face off spicy, you know, like that. Too. No, like, I don't know. I'm a fan of the, the spice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alex is like ghost pepper, like throwing whole ghost peppers and things. No. It's spicy. I know. I'm <laughs> I, I actually don't cook as spicy as I used to because my husband catfished me. And on our first date told me that he loves spicy food. And now I put like black pepper on something. And he's like, why is it so spicy? And I, I, don't, I don't know how to live. <laughs> he told me once that you tried to kill him with pasta. <laughs> what did you put in that pasta? I put a little bit of red pepper, just a little. But, you know, it's dramatic. The, whole, the half dramatic. a jar? Mm. <laughs> it's just a pinch. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So do you have a tip for vegan or vegetarian dishes that you find works well for you? If so, send us an email or reach out to us on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, we'll credit you and discuss the outcome in the future. All right. And so as you all may recall, on Tuesday, we introduced the ingredient of the week, which was sandwiches, inspired by the sandwiches that Iris and Roman eat on their bench during their lunch break. Uh, we were each supposed to make something using that ingredient. So now we'll review the outcome. What did you guys make? All right. Or well, if you just have a recipe as well, is fine. <laughs> well, to completely contrast with my ve- vegetarian tip there, my vegan tip, <laughs> uh, the most popular thing in our house is grilled cheese because I have a three-year-old mm. and uh, we all love it. Uh, but you could obviously put any type of substitute cheese in there and make it just the same. Uh, so we usually use something like a Arnold's oat nut bread, something that's whole grain, uh, cheese of choice. So you put whatever cheese you want in there. We love Colby Jack, provolone, sharp cheddar, Swiss, usually a combination of two or three of those caramelized sauteed onions, put them in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hate this, but a slice or two of a tomato or Mm -hmm. sun-dried tomatoes, some kind of tomato-y situation you just throw that in there but of course because of alex you know you you don't like them so if you don't like tomatoes it's optional uh some zest some seasoning of choice you know uh season your food spices are your friends especially when it comes to grilled cheese you wouldn't think to season it but if you put some seasoning in there i promise it changes it and makes it yummy yummy and then mayo in the inside a little bit of it on the outside to crisp the bread and then you put butter in the pan super yummy my family goes crazy for it uh, it's as simple as that. You can even throw it on a panini maker or a panini grill in a pinch. And um, I, I mean, it'll still be good. And in a pinch, actually, you can even use a tortilla 
um, and it will still work. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to let you know I'm writing. I'm writing things down as you're talking. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> What's that brand? I'm writing it down. <laughs> oat nut. Yeah, Arnold's oat nut bread. It's yeah. delicious. It doesn't taste like, you know, what you would expect, like something super healthy to taste. It's actually really delicious and it's whole grain. So it's pretty good for you. Nice. Wow. All Alex, right. what, what you got? What'd you make? So my uh, recipe is for paninis. I like to make these when I am feeling lazy, usually, because <laughs> they're super quick and easy. And basically, you can make chicken for this recipe, or you can just use leftover chicken. I actually really like doing this when I have leftover chicken, because my husband, aside from not liking spicy food, doesn't like to eat leftovers. So this is like a tricky way of re <laughs> reusing food and not having to cook again, where I'll use the leftover chicken, I put it into a tortilla, I usually put some baby spinach, shredded cheese, a little bit of buffalo sauce, some ranch or blue cheese dressing, and then I just wrap it up put it into the panini press and it takes like five minutes to cook super easy and they taste really good you can also do whatever ingredients you want this is just my my personal favorite nice i love a panini yeah. i have to get a panini press i oh yeah it's the best, the best. in fact it. when i do make grilled cheese which i i don't make it often but when i do i use the panini press for yeah, it it's so good in there <laughs> yeah so good it's just so easy and fast and easy to clean yeah, Love it. It, it usually does spill out. <laughs> yeah, it the can. contents, but you just put them right back in. But yeah, my favorite panini actually uh would be like fried eggplant, fresh mutts, roasted pepper, avocado with a fig glaze. Yeah, fig. Yeah, I love the fig glaze. I actually love the ones that you get, Hal, with little focaccia, focaccia yeah. sammies. Those are pretty yeah. good. They actually have a grilled cheese at a place near me uh, where they have these imported cheeses. It's delicious, but they make grilled cheese with uh, the imported cheeses and fig. They put the fig on. Ooh, yeah, cheese. that's so yeah, good. That sounds really good. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, actually, next time I have the fig glaze from the place by your house, Alex. So next time I make a grilled cheese, I might actually put that on top. I didn't even think to do that. It's probably really good. Yeah, you could do, um, I've made it with fig jam too. So like mm -hmm. I'll spread fig jam on the bread and then put the cheese on. And then I've also done it with like spicy stuff too, like Calabrian peppers. It's really good if you mix all three of them together, the cheese, the Calabrian peppers and the fig jam or preserves like or something. Spicy. It's so good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, so nothing too exciting on my end. I'm not really a sandwich girl. Um, it's not usually on the menu. <laughs> but when I do, or when we do want sandwiches, um, for me, it'll be uh, roasted red pepper or sun-dried tomato with fresh moots, arugula, and pesto mm. on a nice sandwich. And that's the plainest. As you, that's what I like. That sounds so good. I love pesto. Yeah. Yeah. Very... Sometimes simple is best, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't usually make sandwiches, but that's my go-to. So nice. you don't forget your sandwiches. And I also I make peanut butter and jelly for school. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Old what about classic? That? Did you guys ever like back in the day have peanut butter and fluff? Did you guys ever have that? No. When that I was marshmallow a kid. fluff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt scandalous. I bought that recently, and I'm not supposed to. I don't give my my uh, son anything with like high fructose syrups and stuff. Yeah. But just that one time I was like, you want to try this? <laughs> you know? I was like, try oh this marshmallow. God. He loved it. Oh, I'm sure. Love me oh. for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so now we're going to introduce a new segment on our Thursday episodes, our potty episodes, called Judge a Book by its Cover. You're not usually supposed to judge a book by its cover, but in this game, we will. We're going to actually pick a book each that everybody else hasn't read, and each person has to guess what the book is about based solely on the cover and title alone. So, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. So I have the daughter of the pirate king. So if you can see the cover, it's a kind of a scroll or perhaps a sail with looks what looks like might be some blood splattered on it. And then there's a redheaded woman at the bottom dressed in some type of armor with a sword and Mm -hmm. some ominous looking situation in the back. Interesting. Daughter of the Pirate King. Okay. And if you guys uh, listening want to check it out for yourselves, you can look, pull up the cover. The uh, art is on Google. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the main protagonist is the daughter of a Pirate King. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that... Hmm. Well, I would love to say the obvious that it's a pirate king's daughter, and this is about a, a pirate story, but I'm pretty sure it's not. And they're it's on a pirate ship. Nothing to do with pirates at all. Hmm. I believe it does have to do with pirates. Okay. I think she's the main character, the daughter of the pirate king. And it seems like there's a battle she's sailing into. There's a big battle, and it's a bloody one because there's blood on the sail, it looks like. And okay. I'm going to say that this is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. uh, all right. How about maybe the daughter is taken. There's a, like a bloodbath and somebody steals the pirate king's daughter and holds her for ransom. And they have to give her they have to give the king several treasure chest locations. In order to get her back. X marks the spot. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Okay. I believe there's a big, there's a battle. There's definitely a battle. Uh, And there might be some kind of giant, like, octopus creature that comes out of the water and they have to fight it. Maybe the octopus is the one that steals the daughter of the pirate king. Sounds like the Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm cracking the book. Maybe you're cracking the quote. I might be cracking the book cover here. Okay. All right. So this is a best-selling debut novel from Trisha Levenseller. It's about a pirate captain who deliberately allows herself to get captured by the enemy. Oh. So interesting that you had her as the damsel when in Mm. fact she is the wolf in the hen house or the fox in the hen house. Um, She was sent on a mission to retrieve an ancient hidden map, the key to a legendary treasure trove, and she's the captain of the ship. She deliberately allows herself to be captured by her enemies, giving her the perfect opportunity to search their ship. So she um, only has one thing standing between her and the map, and it's her captor, the unexpectedly clever and unfairly attractive first mate, Raiden. But not to worry, she has a few tricks up her sleeve, and no lone pirate can stop 
the daughter of the pirate king. So I did read this in 2021. I really liked it. I gave it five stars oh. and then I read the sequel. Wow. Okay. Well, now I want to read it because you don't give books five stars easily. I loved this book. It was super cute. It's a YA. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I'm dying from cat hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. You're having your own pirate battle over there. I, going on? I am battling against some serious cat hair over here. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go next. Okay. All right. And for everybody, it's uh, called Moon Tiger by Penelope Lively. Love that right? title. Yeah. Moon, Moon Tiger. Oh, and here's so pretty. the cover. Oh, is right. that a pyramid and a moon? In oh, and a is that the Sphinx? Mm-hmm. Is she in the ground, underneath the ground? Is she in a bed? Yeah, what is she laying in? Like she's underneath the, the earth or a blanket, but someone's facing her, it looks like. Is that, am I saying that right? I think so, that's the moon and the Sphinx that you're seeing. What do you guys think based on the artwork? And the title that Moon Tiger is about. Can you clarify if she's laying on a bed or in the ground? Or if you're not able to tell? There's no bed specifically. Uh, it's kind of like a, a cloud or smoke maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's called Moon Tiger. Mm -hmm. oh, well, this is a fantasy. So. Okay. All right. So she goes into a deep sleep and is transported back in time to ancient Egypt hmm. and she has to find something but she accidentally awakens a mummy no I'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> but, plot twist she is a mummy she is the mummy Ooh. <laughs> she needs someone during this journey and that person is facing her and he winds up to be a really important part of her past. Hmm. Hmm. I am going to say she has to look for some type of mythological, like fan, like a not a real life thing, like something in this fantasy world in ancient Egypt, or maybe just regular Egypt. But I'm going to choose ancient Egypt because okay. it's more fun. All right. Is she well, possessed by something? I don't know. Maybe she gets possessed. Well. That's it is not a fantasy. Oh no! What? <laughs> we just not. <laughs> yeah, plot twist and a half. Not a fantasy. <laughs> uh, doesn't even have anything to do with the moon, actually, or tigers or any of that. So, the elderly Claudia Hampton, a best-selling author of popular history, lies alone in a London hospital bed. Memories of her life still glow in her fading consciousness, but she imagines writing a history of the world. Instead, Moon Tiger is her own history, the life of a strong, independent woman with its often content, content, wow, contentious, <laughs> contentious, geez, contentious <laughs> relations with family and friends. At its center, forever frozen in time, the still point of her turning world is the cruelly truncated affair with Tom, a British tank commander whom Claudia knew as a reporter in Egypt during World War II. Oh, my God. I love that. I love wow. that summary. I want to read yes, that. But Add nothing to... to do with the cover. No, I mean, no, I see it. 
I see it, was, it because you guys pointed a, out the past and it does have to do sort of with the past. She's an elderly woman. I didn't get that from the cover, but she is an elderly woman who's laying sick in a bed, but she's having thoughts of the past World right. War Two in Egypt. She's not elderly here because when in the past, right, she was younger. Yeah, it does sound interesting. I really do want to read it. It's on my TBR. So I'm adding it right now. I know <laughs> I am. I really am. <laughs> These book choices have to be like fiction. No, no, they don't have to be. No, but now we know that they're not. (laughs) That yours isn't. (laughs) Thanks, Al. (laughs) I actually was going to just give us the description first, Al. I almost chose a uh, nonfiction, and I decided not to. All right. Well, okay. (laughs) What you got? All right. So it's called Beautiful Country. Okay. And Julie Wang. Okay. Okay. So if you can see, there's a brick wall over here. There's uh, people walking. People walking. Some symbols. It's a memoir of a young woman in China when they constructed the Great Wall of China. Whoa. And I don't know. That's all I have. And That's it's her, her life great. tales. Is, now, who is walking with her? Is that a woman and a, and a child? It's a woman and a child, and walking the opposite direction is a man. Okay, so obviously it's a mom and her kid, and obviously the daddy is nowhere to be found. Uh, but they still live in a beautiful country within the two of them together. They're considered home. Uh, the two of them are are their beautiful country, and it doesn't matter if he walks in the other direction, because all they have is each other, and that's all they need. And that's their beautiful country. Yes. Wow, I liked both. <laughs> Would you read both? <laughs> I really like both of those summaries. Um, this is a memoir. Very good, Alex. Okay. It's a memoir, and it's a true story. Um, about a child's perspective of immigration in New York City. Wow. Oh, okay. And it's nice. a very, um, you know, you know, in my school, that's just what a lot of what it is in my school is a lot mm. of uh, students. So this was actually recommended from my principal, and a few of the teachers read it. Nice. It was interesting to see that perspective from the kids, you know, a kid's perspective, and then we can kind of think of the kids yeah. in our school and kind of like holistically think of what they're going through and I love that I love that your principal recommended it I'm also yeah. adding this to my TBR me too honestly it sounds <laughs> re- I like memoirs and I think it sounds really good especially yeah. from a child's perspective yeah she lived in Brooklyn right by my school so that was interesting. oh wow that's awesome great yeah. it's great you know started from the bottom now we here type of story <laughs> yeah started from the bottom now we here <laughs> undocumented obviously struggled her whole childhood and then grew up to graduate from Yale Law School becomes a New York Times bestselling author so that's nice. incredible yeah yeah I, I really like this game because it, it adds more to my TBR like I actually need it anymore on my TBR because I, <laughs> I have hundreds of books <laughs> on my TBR but yeah all right. So next segment part or sub segment <laughs> is judge a bro. So now, <laughs> now we're going to pick a character randomly from a book, 
that the other people haven't read, or at least we hope haven't. Each person has to guess what the character's role is, their personality traits, and what they look like based on the name alone. Wow. I, yeah. I'm excited. So, All right. So, Hal, you went last last time. You want to go first? Sure. The character's name is Nella Clavenger. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. What what book are they from? No, no. mm -mm. Really? Yeah. We're supposed to guess what their role is in the book. Okay, fine. All right. She's uh, Nella Clavenger from The Lost Apothecary. Oh, okay. I think I told, I might've told you just about this book. All right. She is the protagonist who is learning, you said apothecary? Yeah. The Lost Apothecary. Okay. She is learning how to become a witch and to brew different potions from a mentor. At a lost apothecary. Okay. I think that she's trying to <laughs> heal. She's Nella's trying to be a healer. Uh, and she's trying to find a cure. So she's trying to go into some place that has some lost recipe for a cure. And she has to find it. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, Laura Croft style, only for potions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're both so creative and thoughtful. <laughs> a really nice teacher way of saying you're super wrong. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to give you both an F. Really though. Your imagination so cool. is great, but you failed the assignment. That was so cool. <laughs> Pens on your head now, please. <laughs> so so Nella Clavenger is a protagonist, Alex, born in 1750 from the Lost Apothecary. Works at Three Back Alley, London, United Kingdom. She sells healing mixtures and poison to other female characters. Interesting. Of the apothecary who men have done wrong. Oh, we didn't say what personality traits and what she looks like. Oh, oh, forgot. Throughout the novel, her goal is to empower women. Oh, love that. So she makes these uh, mixtures healing mixtures that are actually poison and gives them to men who have done females wrong in that's London. awesome all right what's this book because i have to add this to my tbr also <laughs> but it does um so there's like a present day story and then there's the story from 1750 and mm. it goes back and forth there's like characters from the present and then there's characters from the 1700s and it's really cool how it comes together awesome yeah awesome and what does she look like is she red hair? I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> We're going to say she has red hair. Uh, oh, wait. Was that what part of it? Was that was I supposed to know what they look like? Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. That's just a fun yeah. little extra. I really don't know. Um, I mean, I had an idea of what she looked like. but She looks like a healer. Yeah. I know what age she was. <laughs> you want to guess her age? Ooh, 23. Yes. 35. She was 41. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That sounds good, too. Yeah. Really good book. I enjoyed that a lot. It's a good book. All right. Uh, Alex, you want to go next? Or you want me to? Um, It doesn't matter. I can can go next. Yeah, go next. 
All right, so my character is Lahaba from the House of Earth and Blood, Crescent City One. Which you know I have not read yet. That's the whole point. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but it is on my TBR and I did purchase it, which means I will read it soon. Say the title again. Uh, the House of Earth and Blood. It's part one in the Crescent City series. By Sarah J. Moss. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lahaba. I don't think she's the protagonist. I want to say she's the villain. Okay. Also, we don't know if it's a she, <laughs> like but I'm going to assume it's a she. <laughs> All right. So she's a villain. Uh, and she is evil, that Lahaba. Uh, <laughs> she's a Haba. You're a Haba. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Uh, she wears this like long black cape <laughs> and that she, I don't know the protagonist's name, but she's out to get her and that the house of uh, earth and blood belongs to her. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Uh, no, what, do you, what do you think? Okay. What was the name of the series? Uh, Crescent city. Okay. Crescent City, the House of Earth and Blood. She is the main character. And she lives in a house. <laughs> of Earth and Blood. I am I am I don't have no I I really got nothing here. Okay. What do you guys think she looks like? Did you want to do that or no? Uh I think she Well Chris I agree Chris, with Crescent City's a fantasy. I know that. Uh, so she's probably some kind of being that's not human. She's she's not human. I'll just say that. I don't know what she looks like, but that bitch ain't human. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> personality traits. If she's if I'm going with the, with the villain, she's a bitch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, she's ruthless. Okay. I know I'm dead wrong, but it, this is fun. Yeah, no, it is fun. All right. So Lahaba is a side character. She is friends with the protagonist in the novel. In terms of her personality, she is very friendly. She likes to gossip and watch trashy dramas. She is a fire sprite. So she's actually made entirely of flames. Cool. And she can change the colors of her flames and presumably the temperature as well, based on her moods. Um, she can project fireballs from her body and she can also fly slash levitate as a sprite. Okay. So there you go. That's awesome. I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Where was I supposed to get that? Also, when you no, do, no, hard. <laughs> when, when you do read the book, you're going to think about how you were like oh she's the villain and then how so wrong you are oh, i love lahaba <laughs> i don't know i knew you weren't going to pick a protagonist i just had a feeling so but eh. yeah she sounds interesting she's she's awesome so my character is Sharazad. okay and Sharazad is from a thousand and one nights Okay. All right. He is the genie, or, right? Or the, the jinn? 
um, the same thing, uh, who grants the wishes in A Thousand and One Nights. Okay. To, to the main protagonist. I don't know what he looks like. Maybe just for fun, I'm going to say he's blue and he can change his form at will. At Will Smith? Hmm? At Will yeah. Smith. Yeah. Okay. And personality, uh, I'm going to think he's all powerful. So he's a little arrogant and otherwise stoic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, think think, I think Shahrazad is, um, I think the whole entire the book is take you know it takes you through the hun- the 1001 nights it goes through it and he's in one place for 1001 nights Sharazad and he at the end of the book finds a, a way to get out of, of this place that he's stuck in for 1001 nights wow what do you think uh the person looks like and their personality traits I think he looks like Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting talking that. about the genie. All right. Uh, well, you are both very incorrect. Sharazad uh, <laughs> is a is a female. Oh. Sharazad, okay. uh, Hallie, you were a little a little on track though. You said trying to get out of a thousand and one nights, trying to look for a way out. That is exactly what she does. Uh, she is the protagonist. She saves women uh, with her stories uh, that she tells a king who he is vicious, this king, and he marries a new woman every day, sleeps with her, and then kills her after uh, uh, after midnight. You told so, me about this. Yeah. So he kills her before the next day. So Shahrazad is beautiful. She outsmarts him, and she gives him cliffhangers to her stories so that he'll never kill her. She also volunteers to marry him in order to save all the women in her kingdom. So she's heroic and she's an idol. Yeah. That's awesome. And that book is amazing. It's based on the Arabian Nights. Uh, It's by Hanan el-Sheikh. It's actually uh, a retelling of the Arabian Nights, but told uh, empowering women. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I already, love that book. I just checked and I already have it on my TBR because you told yeah. me about it before. <laughs> yeah, we have to do it on the podcast. It's amazing. So. Yeah. But yeah, she is, uh, Shahrazad is like a big deal. She's she's like an idol. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah, that was fun too. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now for our last sub segment, we have Judge a Title which we didn't have a fun name for because <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. So now we're each going to pick a book that the other person hasn't read or the other people haven't read. And we each have to guess what the book is about based solely on the title. So who wants to go first? So we're just saying the title. Yeah. No, no picture. Right. No, no picture. Just the title is all you get to go off of. I'll start this one. All right. So the title of my book is confessions i'm not going to say the author because okay because i'm not and it is not an usher song these are my confessions (laughs) (laughs) i know what happens in that book (laughs) usher is dating (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
All right. So I think it's about a killer who is confessing to all of his murders. And these are his confessions. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's told in letter form. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think confessions is about um a psychologist that listens to people confess Ooh. um their crimes and she has to just hold them in all the time. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I will show you the cover, but this is not gonna matter. But haha. Oh, it reminds me of Handmaid's Tale. Something about that cover. This book is amazing. Yeah. So this is Confessions by Ken Kene Minato. And I'm sorry if I said that name incorrectly. Uh, but it's basically like, I, I love exactly what it says on the cover. I'll say exactly this. If Albert Camus had written Heathers, it would have looked a lot like this. So it's got like a Heathers vibe. But basically, it's a teacher who is talking to her students and you do get flashbacks within it. Uh, but basically she, uh, she uncovered un unravels the fact that her oh, daughter died. Yeah. I know this book she knows her students did it and that they didn't do anything about it. So she poisons their milk and has her revenge. Yeah. Boom. I already have it on my TBR. I remember a lot of people say that that book is really good. Book is amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's so good. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've heard really good things about that book. I want to read that. Yeah, it's it's like a middle school. She's a teacher there. And uh, yep, she gets her revenge. So very interesting. Yeah. All right, Hal. So I have a book that maybe you guys have read. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Been around for a while. Okay. The title, the title is the thief of always oh no i haven't read it no i haven't heard it okay the thief of always i like the title yeah the thief of always and the um the author can we give the author's name too no not yet okay just in case all right what do you think the thief of always is about hmm it's definitely someone who who steals but maybe not literally yeah mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's about a relationship that goes sour and the person I'm going to choose to think that it's the man <laughs> is, is stealing or always ending the relationship. I don't know, but like kind of always breaking mm -hmm. our heart or something along those lines. I like that theory, but I'm going to go a little different that it's death. And death is the thief of always because with death, it's never, you don't have always anymore. <laughs> yeah. going to go dark with it. Yeah. So you're both very close. Oh, Ooh, this wow. Was, um, this was a book that was written in 1992. I actually read it with my fifth grade class and okay. it is a dark fantasy. Ooh. It is creepy. And I don't think it's really most child appropriate because <laughs> it was on the curriculum and um so you Jess you were saying like about stealing not actual things 
So the owner of this house, it's called a holiday house. He lures these children into the house and basically gives them everything that they've always wanted, every holiday, every gift. So whatever they want to celebrate, whatever they want to do, they get. But as they come into the house, he keeps them there and steals their like soul. Wow. Oh my God. And they, the main character, um, Harvey Swick, has to fight to get the kids out of this house. And um, yeah, it's wild and it's creepy. Yeah. Who, who's the author? <laughs> the author is Clive Barker. Okay. Clive yeah, that Barker. sounds crazy. It is yeah. crazy. And the characters, like, just look at the pictures in this book. It's Ooh. just Wow. Oh my God. Creepy. It's just frightening. But it starts off with this the child, Harvey, having like a bored day. He's so bored. He's like, oh my God, nothing ever fun happens. I wish it was Christmas. I wish I was getting presents. I wish. And then he gets like lured into this house by these crazy ghoul type characters. Interesting. It sounds good. Yeah. You got yeah. that. You guys kind of got the gist of it being, you know stealing something that's not a thing yeah you know yeah mm. creepy it sounds creepy yeah it's good <laughs> all right so my title is the butterfly garden all right i've heard of this book before but i don't know what it's about okay butterfly uh, but knowing alex it's definitely not about a butterfly garden it's about uh, yeah what do you but, think uh I mean maybe there's a butterfly garden involved or maybe it's hypothetical. So it's it's not literally, maybe it's a figurative thing. A butterfly garden. Um well when you think of butterfly, you think of like I think change, right? And uh I don't know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> not easy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. I'm saying I keep thinking of the butterfly effect. <laughs> the change this time. About people coming out of their shells, coming out of their cocoons. Ooh. Um, like a cycle, like a life cycle. Mm. I like that. Yeah. That I, I guess maybe the opposite of Hal, where I thought it was about death. Maybe Alex's book is about life. Mm. Right? tell us we want to know all right all right. Butterfly gardens all right so i had other options and then i was like no they're gonna assume that i'm gonna pick a fantasy so i went non-fantasy for this one okay the, the butterfly garden by dot hutchins hutchison hutchison okay. um is actually kind of dark so it is kind of a mystery i wouldn't say police procedural but it's about this man who they call the gardener who basically kidnaps these young women and keeps them in this house where he has this beautiful garden and he tattoos their backs to look like butterflies and he refers to these girls as his like beautiful butterflies and he you know abuses them there's you know a lot of dark things that happen in the book but uh once they are rescued the story is told from the main protagonist. Her name is Maya, and she's talking to these police detectives, and they're trying to figure out what happened at this house and how things 
unfolded in terms of them being able to escape. So I really, I really enjoyed this book. I gave it four stars. It's also a series. So there were two other books that then go on to tell other stories. Um, and it was really good, but a little yeah. dark. Yeah. It's oh. giving Buffalo Bill from uh, yeah. it's, uh, the Silence of the Lamb a little bit. It's really creepy. Some of the scenes even um, were a little graphic and hard to read, but I really, I think about this book often actually, and wow. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Well, yeah. there you have it. There's our judge of something book title or character <laughs> segment. judge a thing judge a thing <laughs> so we probably are gonna do something similar to this every thursday yeah i like a it a lot, lot. Yeah. yeah it was fun yeah all right all right so let's get down to a little discussion hal we want to hear uh what you think about divine rivals so we have some questions for you. Uh, we're going to take a few questions from Tuesday's episode, which we've answered. And we're going to ask you a few questions so we can get your perspective. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so let's start off by discussing the characters in Divine Rivals. Who was your favorite character? Who was your least favorite character? Did the characters seem believable to you? Despite Iris and Roman each owning a magical typewriter, neither of them actually possess any magical ability. So how did you feel about them individually being magic-less in an enchanted world? And do you feel that they are actually magical when they're together? Great loaded question. A lot of questions <laughs> in one there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to be cliche to like a main character, but I thought Iris was a very likable character. Um, she was she just you know she just felt real to me she had a difficult upbringing she'd been through so much so much shit and then she still goes to war literally into the line of fire to find her brother she just was so strong and that got me really involved with the story so I wanted to follow her story um so I also am a fan of like strong female leads not yeah. just in books, but in movies and in shows. Like I gravitate towards that. So she felt like a really strong female lead. Right. Um, I guess my least favorite right now, I would say is Forrest. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. He just tricked. I, I don't know. I just didn't think he was going to be like that at the end of the book. Um, Literally just dragging her away. Right. Dragging her away from the love of her life. Yeah, almost like heartless. He was heartless. Yeah, it seemed. Yeah, he's that. He's my least favorite. Um, characters did seem believable to me. Um, I felt like they were magical when they were together because um, I love love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love, love magical. Love. I felt it like can be. Felt like they were magical together. Um. And I think it was okay with them being magicless in an enchanted world because they they had magic, you know, they had magic within their, like, I know it sounds corny, but like in their heart for each other. Aw, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I love a love story. Yeah. yeah. Iris yeah. was also my favorite character. I really liked her character a lot. Yeah, 
All right. So in the prologue, Iris is saying goodbye to her brother, Forrest, as he is preparing to enlist in the War of the Gods. Iris makes Forrest two promises, that she will take care of their mother and that she'll finish school. Unfortunately, she's unable to fulfill either. The theme of broken promises reappears in other areas of the book as well. In what ways does this foreshadow Iris's relationship with her brother in the book? And do you think it foretells anything about her other relationships in the novel? Um, I hope this doesn't foreshadow Roman breaking his promise to Iris. Mm, yeah. The way it ended, it seemed like there was some type of mis, you know, non-trustworthy thing that was happening. Um, the ending gave me a weird feeling about Roman. Oh, you know? okay. Uh, it gave me a weird feeling about him. I guess Why? maybe because he was so abrupt. <laughs> I know. It's just like he was like crawling towards her towards the end. And I don't know. I just felt like their love, his love, their love should have been strong enough. He could have made it to her. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah. Then you could also say that if she her love was strong enough she could have tried to make it to him somehow too would go both ways yeah i think she did try she did until she got she really, choked out <laughs> yeah well she couldn't really try as much as she'd like to because her brother clearly isn't her brother anymore or at least the brother she knew yeah yeah so the title of the next book though ruthless yes. love makes yeah. me think something about their vows also yes yeah we i agree have the with same that. feeling yes yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah yep something's gonna go on with that for mm -hmm. sure and i am there for it yeah <laughs> day after christmas that. oh yeah <laughs> we're canceling christmas right <laughs> canceling christmas to read ruthless vows so it's revealed in the novel that Iris and Roman are each the respective owner of a magical typewriter, each passed down to them by their grandmothers. Both of their grandmothers were close friends with another girl, Alouette, who unfortunately became ill and could not spend as much time with them. As a solution, Alouette's father finds a magic wielder to enchant the typewriters so that the three girls could maintain communication during Alouette's illness. It's described in the book that the typewriters were, quote, constructed in a magical house on a magical street of oath by a man with a magical monocle that could discern magical bonds who soon vanished. That's mm. on page 111. The third typewriter was sent to museum following Alouette's death. So what are your thoughts on these typewriters overall? Do you think the magic is what made Iris and Roman find one another? Do you think somehow the magic will always help them find one another to reunite? So, by a man with a magical monocle that could discern magical bonds. Mm -hmm. Sounds godly to me. Mm. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Who soon, who soon vanished. Mm -hmm. Gods can vanish. So could this be Dacre? Ooh. Wow, that's something um, we didn't think of. That's yeah. a very interesting theory, Hallie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So his love for Enva, right? his love for en Enva could not be. So he created these typewriters so that the deep love could exist in the world. Might be a little too out there. No, I love it. Too out there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And it could always continue on no matter where in the world the other person is. 
So that type of connection that he wanted, he created with magic. Yeah, that's interesting because I didn't associate magic with the gods until then, until now. Hmm. Because I wasn't thinking like maybe a magical person could be a god. Yeah. Right? Because we know that the characters that we meet in the book aren't magical, Mm -hmm. but there's magical elements. But we know that the gods are magical. So that's interesting. Yeah, I like that theory. So, I don't know if I believe I agree that it was Daka, but maybe one of these other gods, you know, we don't really know anything about the other gods and maybe they were, we don't know what their powers were or what they were in charge of. Like Daka is the god of healing and vitality. Like we don't know what their, maybe there's a god of love or something or connection, mm-hmm. maybe. Of communication. Yeah. I wonder, do they ever uh, describe what Daka looks like? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't if think he appears so. in Ruthless Vows with a monocle. <laughs> right? If they, if they ever mention a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're but, definitely going to be on the lookout for that. I might have to reread this just to make sure that nobody has a monocle that I missed. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember them mentioning a monocle. I think that would have stuck out to me. Yeah, I think but, so. But I don't think they really describe Dacker much, if anything. So he yeah. might have a monocle and we just don't know it. It hasn't been revealed yet. Or it maybe it's like a man a magical monocle that he doesn't wear all the time. He only uses it when he's trying to discern magical bonds. Or a pure human. Mm-hmm. Or a pure human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I that really like given, this theory. Yeah. That they were given to them so that they can have the kind of love story that I'm 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 saying his name wrong. Daker? Dacker. Dacker. So that's they could have the kind of love story that Dacker wanted. I mean, you're not wrong, though. If you take the D away, it is Acre. Acre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Dacre and thinking Dacre. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah, uh, I, I really like that. It makes me think, too, because I didn't realize this before, but on a magical street in Oath, I wonder, are there other magical streets or mm. is there just one magical street? Mm. Does one of the gods live underneath this magical street? Oh, so, lots okay. of questions. Yeah, I'm really excited about this theory. I like this a lot. Yeah, I hope we'll this see. Is... Yeah, yeah. Find out. All right, Hal. So, do you think that uh, the magic will? Do you think that's what brought Iris and Roman together? Or do you think that it will always help them to find one another? I do think it's going to help them find each other. Yeah. In the next book. Okay gonna find a way yeah we agree <laughs> yeah we all we think so too yeah. yeah also the fact that there's a third typewriter mm-hmm. is interesting because who what do you what's your theory on that what do you think is going to happen with that one? Oh, i don't know um that's actually our next question a, so it's yeah, perfect yeah <laughs> here we go yeah uh rebecca ross stated in an interview that in the sequel readers may get an answer to the question of the third typewriter so for example do the letters go also go to that typewriter is someone else receiving the letters etc how do you think that third typewriter may factor into the story in the sequel if at all yeah if at all so dacre seems like a very angry god to me (laughs) yeah um so maybe the gods is what i was thinking maybe the gods are following their love story and because dacre easily gets uh angry and irate 
and then starts wars and things like that. He might try to interfere with their letters to each other because his love story never came true. Oh, wow. The third typewriter. Yeah. Oh my God. We didn't I'm even think loving, of that. Yeah. I'm loving <laughs> these theories. <laughs> uh, Wow. I, I mean, I I had a feeling someone might interfere, but I didn't think of it as a god. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, and you know what, Hal? That, that was interesting, too, because you said that the gods are following that their love story. That could be why they're waking up now, because mm-hmm. of such a strong love story happening. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, this is all happening. Because I don't know, I didn't hear too much about the line of fire and like all this the bad stuff happening until after they got together. Hmm. maybe they were just too far maybe they were far away from it yeah right okay and then the goodness was brought to a place that wasn't good maybe that corrupted their their relationship somehow making them torn apart mm-hmm. hmm. i don't know interesting yeah i really like the idea of the gods following their story yeah i like that too so let's talk about the letters that Iris and Roman exchange. What were your initial thoughts when Iris received that letter, the one that stated, this isn't Forrest? What did you think of their discussions also? That was the most cliffhanger. Yes. End of a chapter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. I was like, what? But I read the summary of the book. Like I knew this was, <laughs> you know, like you kind of know yeah that that's what's <laughs> happening but I still was like <gasps> yeah same, same what a way to end the chapter um no it was creepy it was creepy yeah this isn't forest <laughs> um so let me see oh he could have just told her then who he was but then the story wouldn't have as much confusion and anxiety about <laughs> the day that she would find out it was actually Roman. Like I was waiting for that every time. Next chapter, I'm like, oh, when are they, when is she going to know? When is she going to know? Right. Yeah. It makes it a page turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think of their discussions with each other? Um, I think that, you know, the way that he concealed his identity and didn't say who he was, I kind of just was kind of, side-eyeing and like he's just checking her out it's not fair to her I didn't think it was fair that he did that because he knew but she didn't know right do you think that she would have been so open if she knew that it was him no no she wouldn't have been yeah she would have kept it all inside and that's that's why he like fell for her that's why he fell in love with her she was so vulnerable yeah yeah yeah, but we both said uh, in Tuesday's episode that he was deceptive. We didn't love that he was deceptive, but I, f- the story needed it. Mm-hmm. The story right. needed him to be deceptive, so this way it could be interesting for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Tom Hanks. Selfishly. Yeah. Yep. So deceptive. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? At least at one point, he didn't know Tom Hanks didn't know that she was shop girl. You know, in this, he knows from the start because mm-hmm. she says, yeah. you know, hi, it's me, Iris, or no. Is yeah. it the she first letter? Says that she, yeah, she says that she uh, works at the Oath Gazette. She's trying to tell her brother yeah. that she got a job there. So he knows, he figures yeah. it out that it's her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
That's a good point. You're right. And um, you've got male. He doesn't know it's her right away until they're about to meet. And then he's like, I can't go in there because she's going to throw me out of my ass, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and she he's would have to like her. Yeah. But he does go in there and he messes with her. I know. Like, what are you waiting for? A date? He plays with her. I love like that. Roman. Scene. I love that scene. Roman kind of plays with her, too, though. A little bit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When everybody that walks in, he's like, I'm bet I'm betting that's not him. Right, the guy with the cape on. Yeah, love that. No, such a classic. Yeah. So during their exchanges, Roman provides Iris with the myth of the gods, including the story of Enva and Dacker, the two gods currently at war with one another. Enva has a magical harp with which she plays divine music and ferries mortal souls into the afterworld. Dacker is the god of vitality and healing. What did you think of the myth of Dacker and Enva? And do you feel that their story correlates with Iris and Roman at all? Do you think this is mirrored in the theme throughout the novel that Iris and Roman are, quote, better together? And also earlier in the novel, it is explained that there were five gods that had been defeated by mortals, resulting in a centuries-long slumber. Why do you think they are starting to awaken? This is kind of like a two-part. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I'll answer what do I think of the myth of Dacker and Enva? And mm -hmm. do you think their story correlates with Iris and Roman? I do think that the myth of Dacre, Dacker and Enva. <laughs> it might be Dacre. We don't know. <laughs> like, it could it's be like compared um, to Roman and Iris. Um, Enva made Dacre fall more in love with him with the sound of her harp. Am I right about that? Did he make? Um, I don't think so. So no, I, 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 I believe was ever into him. Yeah, I believe what happened was he was told that she was like the fairest of all time. She was the most beautiful. She played this beautiful music, and he got it in his head that he needed to have her. So he went and sought her out, and she refused to go with him. So then he kind of gets her to agree to come into the underworld with him by killing mortals until she basically says if you stop killing mortals I'll come with you so she wasn't trying to entice him but he was drawn to her based on these uh stories that he was hearing about her and her divine music yeah and actually he makes a point to say when he sees her at like a graveyard when she's trying to play for the dead uh that at first he didn't think she was attractive he didn't find anything about her to be special until she started playing the harp and then he basically yeah. you know got put under her spell of song or whatever mm. uh, so that i thought that was interesting too i guess mm -hmm. the i thought that it was like the harp that kind of like enticed him and brought him to her um and i felt like iris made roman fall more in love with her through each letter that was written mm. so i kind of connected it in that way oh yeah through her words yeah Even definitely that, that um he loved reading her work yeah and it kind of drew him more to her and um didn't he use her work to become publisher didn't he use um some of her writing to become publisher no he um he, he, I think he initially was reading her letters so that he could um, see kind of what he was up against in terms of his competition, but he didn't steal any of her work. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really like what you said, though, because it's it definitely has a correlation that basically Iris is 
typewriter is her harp and the words mm. her words are her song yeah so that awesome. does relate to to dacker daker whoever yeah <laughs> dacker <laughs> and enva uh in a way and i didn't put that together either yeah me either hmm. all right hallie <laughs> yeah so was there another part of that too about the um the yeah um the so why do you think the gods are starting to awaken um that's a good one that's a i didn't answer that part of the question yet well you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier because sure, the gods like are their... following their stories yeah yeah if they are following their um their story and the the letters between the typewriters then maybe this is something between them that's just making them wake up mm. i don't know i don't know yeah in the tuesday episode i know we were kind of speculating that um iris and roman are almost mirror and and von dacker in some ways and how they're supposed to be together but because they're separate there's like an imbalance so maybe them coming together is what's maybe causing a strife among the gods because it's creating a balance that they don't want maybe they want things separate and that kind of goes into jess's theory that they would want to see them separated versus together so maybe they're kind of these key players in this war of the gods that we just aren't aware of yet hmm Right, yeah. and they're both so different, their upbringings. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I forgot to mention in Tuesday's episode uh, something else that I noticed, which could be completely uh, me overanalyzing, which I tend to do, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, but Iris is four word, uh, four letters in her word. Enva is four letters in her word, in her name, rather. Uh, Roman is five in his name, and Dacker is five in his name, and all of them each have two vowels in all of their names yeah so i don't know if that's relating to you know to love between two or something like that and mm -hmm. if if that is correlating the two of them that iris enva for dacker roman five you know yeah. i don't know i could be looking too deep into it but something's there i feel like i, th I think there's a connection from a writer's there. perspective yeah yeah i didn't even, i didn't think of that at all with their names that's interesting yeah yeah, totally overanalyzing, like I said. <laughs> I feel like I've done this thing. <laughs> it's fun to overanalyze. We like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we do up in here. Uh, <laughs> so in, in what ways do you see real life war times mirrored in the godly war of the novel? Do you think this was intentional? And how do you think the war impacts the characters throughout the novel? Um, I do think that it um oh i'm sorry let me just go backwards uh <laughs> i do think it shows the strength of relationships and how strong relationships are during time of war so when they were um when they were staying at the bed and breakfast with Addie and what's the other character's name marisol Addie is it keegan marisol and keegan yeah keegan oh, okay. her wife um, they were just, you know, so solely like about each other. And then they were, they took them in and they really just stuck together. They were taking care of each other. And it's, you know, about couples needing each other in the time, in times of like 
you know, hard times of war, helping others. Um, and everyone's, everyone's also vulnerable at times like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was very similar to, you know, if what wartime is like and what hard times are like, we all kind of like come together families, friends, relationships, and we're all, all there for each other in that way. Yeah. I do think it was intentional. Yeah. When I bad things so. happen, we all come together. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the novel, war has descended on the town where Iris and Roman were staying while working as war correspondents. As they are evacuating, Dacker's troops have begun attacking and Iris is separated from Roman, but she's reunited with her brother. What did you think of Forrest's instructions that they could not go back for Roman? And in what ways do we see a change in Forrest since the beginning of the novel? Mm. Yeah, he left a very bad taste in my mouth. I was texting with Jess after we finished that book and um, he just seems very dark. Um, in the beginning, he lifts Iris up, you know, telling her to take care of the family while he's gone, tells her to stay in school. But the way he dragged her yeah. away, not hearing her, not listening to her, just made me feel very off about him. Like, mm -hmm. not trust, don't, don't trust him. He's heartless. Um, but maybe he was brainwashed to feel nothing. To feel no sympathy for people because that happens mm. like boot camp and things like that you know you get brainwashed in that way um yeah okay yeah. from being a you know caring brother to not really anymore what did you guys think oh he's definitely changed obviously yeah <laughs> uh i mean you know alex made a point that we don't really know him too well but the facts that we do know about him is he's making her promise stay in school he cares about his sister's education watch out for mom he cares about his his family mm -hmm. and now he's you know digging his hands into her arm hurting her choking her out pulling her doesn't care that she got married doesn't care about you know her feelings if he's left behind her husband like there's a lot of things that are going on there and obviously like you said he left a bad taste like i just got a weird feeling from him and he's definitely changed. Something definitely occurred and changed him. We just don't know what it is yet. Well, he went to war. I, yeah. um, in, in my opinion, I think that this is a little bit of Rebecca Ross trying to show the real life impact of war on a soldier. And we do know that soldiers returning from war have suffered tremendously with things like PTSD and it can incite this feeling of fight or flight where danger may be perceived. We also know that he is defecting from fighting for Dakar. So he is literally running for his life. I agree that he seems off, but I am not ready to commit to him being dark or, or change significantly. In, in my opinion, outside of the choking her out, which I agree was excessive. However, I can understand from a perspective of somebody who's been through trauma and somebody who is in a life or death situation, he's trying to protect his sister. And so in his mind, he needs to save his sister at all costs. He's not worried about Roman. In his mind, if they stop and help Roman, 
it's going to slow them down. All three of them are going to die, but he can leave Roman and get out with his sister. And to me, that seems in line with what we know about Forrest from the beginning of the novel with him being a protective brother. I, once again, I agree that I think choking her out was excessively forceful. However, he wasn't able to get her to leave. And so that in my mind is him thinking it's his only solution to then get her to safety. So I'm not ready to commit to him being this evil character or being really changed or potentially brainwashed. It's definitely possible. And this is a fantasy novel. So we'll see what ultimately happens. However, I think it's understandable for somebody who's been through war, did almost die, was saved by a god, has, you know, it, it's understandable that he he should be changed and things that might have been normal for him in the past would not be normal for him now. So that's where I stand on Forrest. I'm not ready I, to to cut him out yet. I don't know. I I yeah, I want to believe that that's true, but just because it's a fantasy and just because my theory is that uh, you know, he does get healed because ironically, Dacker, who's supposed to be this bad God, heals, right? You would think of healing as a good thing. But he does heal him when he's close to death. He may have died had Dacker not healed Forrest. So we don't know if Forrest basically had to strike up a bargain with him in order for him to save his life. Hey, you work for me now. So we don't know if now Forrest came back and was like kind of reborn into this evil, dark, sinister character. We just don't know that yet. But I have a feeling something is going to go down like that, that he's basically working for him to try and pull Roman and Iris apart. Yeah, I agree with you both in saying we don't really know that much about him yet. Right. He wasn't really he wasn't in the book. Yeah. For the beginning and at the end. Yeah. yeah. And everything we do know about him is from Iris's perspective. So it could be also that, you know, maybe he was a darker person a lot of times we can hide stuff like that from our family because we don't want to expose them to the darker sides of ourselves. So maybe, you know, there was something going on with him previously that, you know, led him to be more susceptible to being drawn to the darkness, but we don't know that because we're looking at it through the lens of a younger sister who idealizes him. Yeah. So. And what what we do know is that he, not everyone can hear Envis call, but he did. So there's a reason for that. We don't know um, why he did. I don't think it's that not everyone can hear it. It's that she like plays it for certain people. Well, she either way, she, she selected him. It's interesting mm -hmm. to hopefully we find out why. Yeah. It would be interesting if in the next book they have, you know, from Forrest's perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or that. Romans. Yeah, mm -hmm. we might see maybe all three perspectives. I think this book was told in third person, so we might see different characters taking the lead in certain chapters, like maybe Forrest or something. Yeah, yeah I would really like to see a, a change in the perspective like that. I yeah. would like it to go into first person with all of the characters. I think that would be interesting. Like, let's feel their struggles and see what they went through. Right. Yeah. They really. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm more of a first person girl. I love first person the most. Third mm. person, meh. Second person I, I like as well. I feel like second person puts you there. First person also puts you into the mind of whoever else. Third person is just kind of like an outsider perspective. I love it's... third person. Yeah. Um, I, I like third person particularly in fantasy novels when you have a lot of stories to tell and it doesn't make sense to necessarily do it from one person's point of view. 
I do yeah. prefer first person in like a contemporary novel, contemporary fiction. Um, and also in mysteries, because I like the idea of maybe the narrator not being reliable. So I like to see a first person in there too. Second person, I don't hate it. Um, I think it's a good literary device if used appropriately, but I don't right. like to read like a full work in the second person. And I don't, yeah. I don't even know if there's many of them out there. No, I, I mean, you read one. I think it was one of the books I read for that uh, Asian literature class, right? Wasn't it written in a, in a um, second perspective? I don't remember. I don't think so. You're talking about the one where he's crazy. The good son or some the good kind of son. son. The yeah. good son. Yeah, that's I couldn't think of the name. But um, it is impactful in, in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah. That one section. That was, yeah. yeah, a perfect use of second person. Yeah, but it, it's not my favorite for sure. But that's why it's not as common, I would imagine. Yeah. So, all right. Well, what are your thoughts, Hal, on uh, Divine Rivals, the title? Um, I think it's a fancy way of saying you've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. I think, think I agree with that. Uh, or you've got war. Oh, <laughs> oh backflap. Kind of intense, but yeah. No, Post-admission. Um, that's what I think. Fancy way of saying you've got mail. Mm. Okay. okay what do okay. you think of the cover art which version actually of the cover did you have was it the black copy with the flowers on it or a different version so i have the kindle and mm -hmm. i don't remember what the cover was. okay <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i think that's interesting all three of us read it on the kindle yeah because it's on kindle unlimited right yeah yeah, yeah i couldn't i couldn't get it otherwise I oh really wait. yeah it was um it was gonna take a long time to deliver oh wow yeah okay. it's popular right now so yeah. that makes sense yeah and i was going on vacation like i need this book yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a good vacation book yeah it is yeah it's a fast read too yeah all right so how would you scoop or would you skip and how many golden scoops would you give divine rivals um I would scoop it and I would give it out of five golden scoops. Yep. I'd five give it, golden scoops. I'd give it four golden scoops. All nice. right. <laughs> exactly what we gave it. Yeah. So that's a good average around here. Was there and... anything that prevented you from rating it a five? Um, I guess it would be the, um, I guess the the not the, the story building like more about like their environment i'd like to learn more about um their like their magic in oath i wanted mm. to learn more about that yeah. um yeah hopefully in the next book they'll get more into that yeah i would have liked yeah. to see more about it and learn more about it yeah yeah i i think we this agree. book was yeah definitely agree i, I think this book was more like romance centered and mm -hmm. that hopefully hopefully the next one will be more, you know, about the magical enchanted world um, and the gods. That's what we want. We'll stay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now for our signature question, because this is books with cooks. What is your <laughs> ideal meal? <laughs> um, me? What's my ideal meal? Yep. Yes. It's, it's your last meal ever. Yeah. What are you eating? General. 
any meal, if it's the, if you could choose any meal to have, it's the last meal you'll ever have. What do you want it to be? Oh. <laughs> um, right now <laughs> I am loving Indian food. Ooh. Loving a good non garlic, non bread, mm -hmm. in a chickpea curry. Yeah. yeah. Sounds delicious. I love Indian food. Chickpea with and curry. Yeah. I love it. Vegetables. Yeah. Awesome. That's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> Sounds good. Pizza. I was gonna say pizza, but then I was like, mm. I thought you were gonna say pizza. <laughs> I thought so too, but right now I'm into the Indian food. Like in particular, Brooklyn pizza. Oh, because oh. there's pizza and then there's yeah. Brooklyn pizza. <laughs> Ellen yeah. baby, shout out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. That's well, great. thank you for joining us, Hallie. Yeah, you thanks for being great. here. I know you were nervous, but you did amazing. And you hopefully, did. yeah, hopefully yeah. we can have you again in the future as well. Yes. Round of applause for Hallie. Yay, Yay. go Hallie. <laughs> I was very, very nervous, but Aww. you guys are so great. Um, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. This is <laughs> thank you for having me. Keep on doing what you're doing. Hey there, everyone. If you enjoyed hearing Hallie as our special guest this week, tune in next week, Thursday, September 28th, for some additional content, including Hallie. All right. So now we're going to turn the podcast over to Jess's husband, Doug, for a manly minute or a Dougly minute or a chug of Doug. We tried to get Alex's husband involved, but he's too shy. Maybe in the future. For now, here's a healthy chug of Doug. And now... A healthy chug of Doug. What's going on, people? How are you doing on this beautiful first day of fall? I'm doing great on it. What are you guys reading? Are you reading? I'm uh, in the middle of wool right now. It's pretty good, you know? I might try to get these two to, to read it so I could be a guest. I know what you guys want. You want me to be a guest. I know. I give the people what they want all the time. But you know what I want? I, uh, I want to hit some of my bets, you know? I haven't bet much recently because the price of everything has gone way up. You know, this economy killing me. And, uh... I usually bet a lot during football season, but you know, you gotta you gotta cut some cut some spending over here. But did a knockout pool with me and my friend, you know, told him to take the Giants. Had to sweat that one out. That was a, a nice little argument we had before we took the Giants because I was like, hey, we're stupid. You gotta take the Giants. Giants Cardinals. Come on. Come on. There's no way the Giants lose. And the Giants were down 20 points at halftime and I didn't respond to any of his text messages. And then when the game ended and the Giants had a nice little comeback, I said, never sweated that for one minute. And he wrote, yeah, okay. But I do love betting college football. There's nothing like watching a college football game with money on it and you sitting there and yelling at the TV when somebody does something wrong, like they're one of your own kids. They can't hear you obviously but you know you're out there standing up like you gotta be better than that and uh just looking like a psychopath in front of your family you know it's probably not a good look but i do it anyway on to more important things have you guys gone to the gym yet hmm? uh i could tell there's a lot more people in the gym all of a sudden you know summer's over i was expecting the gym to be a little dead but it's uh, swarming in there packed tighter than a sardine can and for some reason they have an issue with putting the air conditioning on i guess they like when everybody's in there sweating dripping sweat all over the equipment you know i don't know why but at least they make sure you wipe it down because when people aren't sweating all over the machines they usually just get up and walk away and just leave whatever residue on that machine and then i have to go over there and clean it myself but uh that's all i got for you guys today you know enjoy it stay tuned for the next manly minute where you can get tips about sports working out reading gaming and other fun topics
Hey listeners, stick around after this episode for some bonus content. Next Tuesday, September 26th, we will be reading and reviewing The Housemaid by Frida McFadden. Join us then for our thoughts on the popular thriller and join us again this Thursday, September 21st for another party episode. Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next book of the month episode, which will air on Wednesday, September 27th. We'll be reading and discussing Karen Slaughter's critically acclaimed thriller, Pretty Girls. If you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in our discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or the streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it if you would spread the word by telling friends and family about the podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. We're planning to do some live events soon and we'll post upcoming dates on our socials. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. You know what that's from? Pop quiz, asshole. Gun in your face. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? (laughs) I was thinking more like pop quiz. Tell Tell me me where we first. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Tell Tell me where where my spot spot is. Tell me if I liked it. Love this. I had to go share on it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Love that song. <laughs> you guys suck. Oh my God. This is so annoying. My mouse is like, I think I have to replace the battery. And I literally, oh no. I can't get to the stop record. Stop being a bitch. On a podcast now, right? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> All right. You heard that, Becky Ross? Huh? Included on your next flap. <laughs> All right, Atlanta, Georgia. Know all about you. She knows all about you. She's going to be knocking on Rebecca Ross's door. I got a backflap for you. <laughs> we got backflaps. She's going to be like, what the hell? Get out of here. Why are you at my back door? <laughs> There's, some crazy, back there? There's some crazy lady talking about backflaps. <laughs> She's telling me to hold my pen up. What's she doing? <laughs> Yelling at me? All right. So look forward to um, our newspaper coming soon. The Books with Cooks <laughs> pages. And... <laughs> Uh, look for our columns. Yeah. The Books with Cooks Gazette. That's right. <laughs> Way more oath than oath gazette. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we we had her. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the snack. There were nights when the <laughs> Welcome back to the snack. Nice when the snacks were so cold. <laughs> well, I had to heat them up in the microwave. All right. Oh my uh, gosh. Welcome back. I do remember when uh, you were you were drunk or whatever afterwards, and you were trying to leave a review. Yeah. And you were like best pedophile ever. I I was trying. I, I remember was, that. I was trying to send her a tip on Venmo, and my phone. Because pedicycle is not a real word. It kept trying to autocorrect it to pedophile. And I was like, I can't do this while I'm drunk because she's going to think I'm sending her money for being the best pedophile ever. You don't want a record of that. (laughs) No, I'm just glad I at least had enough, at least had enough awareness to say I shouldn't do this right now and I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) So I did. I did it the next day. Oh my God. (laughs) You guys suck. (laughs) 